BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton Council criticised over spending at Luton Who, fatal truck crash in Bath investigated and defeat for Milton Keynes-Dons at Bradford. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council has been criticised for spending £60,000 in the last three years at the five-star luxury Luton Who Hotel on food, drink and room hire. The figures were disclosed by the Labour-run authority following a Freedom of Information request from the Conservative prospective parliamentary candidate for Luton South. More from Tony Fisher. Katie Redmond says the money was spent at Luton Who at the same time that street cleaners were losing their jobs and community groups were losing their small grants. But Luton Borough Council says this money is held in its own coffers on behalf of the Love Luton campaign, which is funded entirely by local private sector partners. Love Luton insists the money is ring-fenced for its use only. An investigation is taking place in Bath to find out why a tipper truck apparently went out of control down the steep hill, killing four people, including a child. The accident happened yesterday afternoon outside a primary school as parents were collecting their children. Police are warning drivers about the dangers of using a mobile phone after hundreds of motorists were stopped during a week-long campaign. Over 700 were stopped across the Thames Valley, including 136 in Buckinghamshire, which officers have described as really disappointing. A man is due before magistrates in Gateshead this morning, accused of attacking a disabled pensioner in an attempt robbery. An online appeal to help Alan Barnes, who's 67, raised more than £300,000. More from John Brain. Alan Barnes, who's four foot six and visually impaired, suffered a broken collarbone when he was knocked to the ground outside his home in Gateshead last month. Last night, Northumbria police announced that they'd charge Richard Gattis, who's 25 and from Gateshead, with assault. The plight of Mr Barnes touched people around the world after an online fundraising campaign on his behalf was set up by Kate Cutler, a 21-year-old beautician. The campaign was halted last week after raising £330,000. Treasure discovered by a metal detector enthusiast in Buckinghamshire goes on display at the British Museum today. One of the largest Anglo-Saxon hoards ever found in Britain was discovered in the village of Lenborough near Buckingham in December. Some 300 of over 5,000 coins found will be shown to the public. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons lost 2-1 at Bradford last night and missed the chance to go back to the top of League One. Carl Robinson's side had taken the lead through Delhi Alley but came unstuck in the Bradford mud. I thought Delhi tonight was one of his worst games. Every time he tried to run with the ball, he kept hitting him on the knee or the thigh. All of our players who have been effective for us over recent weeks as well are to do what they normally do and travel with the ball and excite people. And, and we have to accept that. They were, they were better than us today. They were better than us playing on this pitch. Tonight, Watford go to Brentford. Wickham hosts Plymouth. Luton are at home to York and Stevenage host Bury. The weather, early mist and freezing fog will clear this morning, but it will stay cloudy. Some bright or sunny spells this afternoon. A maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Dad Pop, where did that idea come from? Um, it came from my, my brain. He's a TV star. Dad Pop, it started here, dear listener. It started here. Well, it started in his brain. It started in his brain, dear listener. Have we got him on the show today? Yes, you, we have. We managed to, to, to get him, did we, after he was on telly last night? We asked night. him before. That's what you do. You ooh, ask them before. Ooh. I was surprised. For those who don't know who Dad Pop is, um, well, you know. You're 
find out. You'll he find out. He's a one-man mobility scooter campaigner. Don't mess with him. He's also Britain's premier Mick Fleetwood impersonator. Turns I out. didn't know he had a ponytail. Well, he told us he was bald, didn't he? Well, yeah, but he's 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 a bald man with a ponytail. Secret at the back. We always listen. I'm always happy to celebrate bald men with ponytails. It's one of my favourite hobbies. Is looking at photos of those. It really is. If you want to nominate any bald men with ponytails, 08459 four double five five double five. It is determination, isn't it, to rock and roll? Oh, you are just saying, I don't care. I've got no hair. I've got some, and I'm putting it there. There we go. Coming up on the show, whining and dining, texting and driving, and Dad Pop Star is shining. Across beds, <laughs> what? and bucks. This is I made myself laugh. Three Counties Radio. Um, let's check in with uh, let's check in with the ladies. Um, lady number one, Kelly. Oh, I'm oh. number one. I really wouldn't have thought that, lady. Three at best. How how are you doing, lady? I'm good, thanks. It's a regular feature, um, regular listens this time of morning called Checking In With The Ladies. It's where <laughs> I just like to check in with the ladies. Lady number one, Kelly, how are you? I'm checking in with you. Yeah, man, good, thanks. OK, and lady number two, how are you today? I know, lady. They don't know, lady. That's my producer. <laughs> uh, but answer the question, how are you? Do you really want to know? Um, uh, no. I'm fine. There we go, what you... What about s- you? Check it, let's check in with the man. Hey! I got new shoes on. Check in with the man. Show us your shoes. Check in with the man. 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 Caston! Oh. I'm great. New shoes on? Show us. Look at them. Higher, oh. higher, higher, Ooh. higher still. Suede. Are they suede? Who chose them? Better be careful then. Lady number two. Oh. And lady yeah. number one's admiring them. We're one happy family, huh?
bonus, 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 bonus. You've got a thing about you. I just can't live without you. I really want you and the me. Your looks intoxicate me. Even though your folks hate me. get uh, Eleanor's answer to that request. Go away! Okay, that's unfortunate for the turtles. Now, the Conservatives are criticising Luton's Labour-led council for spending thousands of pounds, tens of thousands of pounds even, entertaining guests at the five-star Luton Who Hotel. I've been there. It's very, very swanky. Uh, By the way, election campaign alert. The figure of £60,000 was uncovered by Katie Redmond, who's um, uh, looking to unseat Gavin Shuker as MP for Luton South. I've noticed that this week... This week, uh, it's the, the the election has started in this region, hasn't it? With everyone having a little pop at each other on Twitter and on the air and stuff. Very exciting. The Borough Council says the money was spent by the Love Luton campaign, which is funded by private sponsorship, but admits the money is held in the borough's coffers. Uh, well, Catherine, you've been looking into this. How much has been spent and what has it been spent on, please? OK, get your pen out because uh, here, here comes the rundown. Yes. 2012 to 13, £18,000. 2013 to 2014, almost £35,000. And then 2014 to 15, to date, just over £8,000. That's making a total of over 60000 Now, the figures were disclosed by Luton Borough Council following an FOI, a Freedom of Information request, from the Conservatives' prospective parliamentary candidate for Luton, Katie Redmond, as you mentioned. Hammer time. Now, Love Luton is made up of a steering committee which decides how to spend its money, and its chair is Lindsay Frostick. You might remember that name. Oh, from Arriva. From Arriva. Marketing yeah. manager for Arriva, isn't that, she? Yeah. That's right. Now, she says the money was spent on room hire and food and drink, and it went towards award ceremonies honouring the achievements of the town's individuals, groups and organisations, an oh, event yeah. called Luton's Best. Love Luton is basically a, a campaign group to try to highlight the best of, of Luton. It's a kind okay. of promotional so thing. Why? OK, well, if, if that's the case, why have the Conservatives got beef? Well, although the money is private sponsorship, um, cash that Luton Borough Council 
Luton Borough Council holds all the money in its own coffers. It's not in an independent or separate account. And the vice chair of the Love Luton Steering Committee is Colin Chick, who is the corporate director for environment and regeneration at Luton Borough Council. They're a bit concerned that that's all too a bit too close. Yeah. Um, the council insists it's a partner of Love Luton and not a sponsor. It doesn't contribute any money, but it says it does, though, provide some administrative support. Love Luton's annual budget is £100,000, and so it's been suggested that to spend a third of that in one year on an award ceremony may be a little excessive. Now, the prospective Tory, Tory parliamentary candidate for Luton, Katie Redmond, Luton South, I must say, Katie Redmond says the money was spent at Luton, who at the same time that street cleaners were losing their jobs, community groups groups were losing their small grants yep. and neighbourhood watch groups were losing money for tiny things such as neighbourhood watch logo stickers well, for their windows. Well, we were hearing, weren't we, about um, uh, lunch groups for old age pensioners and um, cubs having to close down because their, their rent was hiked up from a few hundred yeah. to a few thousand. So we know of lots of local groups that, that have suffered in this time. Uh, Luton Borough Council, what have they said? Well, we were hoping to speak to them live. <gasps> They're not coming on. Hey, guys, come on. You were clogging up my Twitter feed last night with your little grievances. We've got a statement. This is money uh, spent by Love Luton for their events. Lindsay Frostick turned down an interview. That's no, no. Lindsay Frostick's coming on. Oh, she's coming Remember, on, is she? She's from Brilliant. Love Luton. Thank you. It's yes. Luton Council. Thank you very much. I apologise. So, Thank you for clearing it up. Uh, this is money spent by Love Luton for their events. Love Luton is, is funded entirely by local private sector partners. Luton Borough Council holds the sponsorship money for the Love Luton partnership and has done so since it first began back in July 2010. That's from Luton Borough Council. Yes. And Lindsay Frostick, who is coming on later on, what has she said? Right. So she says Luton, who's an official partner of Love Luton and holds a number of events throughout the year, these include the annual Luton's Best Awards, where we recognise the many local individuals and groups who do great things for our town. Luton, who's also hosted business and other community events which promote the good name of Luton. Uh, and she told us that the sponsorship money held by the council is ring-fenced. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, it's nice to reward people for doing well. It, but, uh, and Luton gets a bad name. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, these these dudes, uh, you know, that we're, we're slightly jaded by them because we go to them all the time. But for you know, if if you've done something in your community, it's nice to get a little uh, a little salutation, see someone take their their hat off in your direction. The other thing is, if you're running a partner a partnership like this that relies on uh, private sector sponsorship, it's quite nice to sort of chat them up a little bit in a classy way. Is what they'll say, but you know, should they be doing it uh, with money that's being kept by Luton Borough Council? I'll be honest. Having been to uh, highbrow and lowbrow events, I would prefer um, a night out at Nando's. To, do you know what I mean? To a a, a reception at a swanky hotel. Mm. That's just my personal choice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the CCTV cameras, it's starting to look very slow on the M1 southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. On the A413 London Road in Buckingham, there's electricity works going on around the total roundabout, so expect delays there. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, there's roadworks at the Kingston roundabout, which could get very busy as it starts to get into the morning rush hour period. In Hatfield on Great North Road, there's roadworks going on at Southway. That's all moving fine at the moment, but could cause some delays later on. And no reports of any major problems so far on the trains. Samantha Braff, BBC. Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. 6.15, it's 6.15 and 43 seconds. So, I mean, what do I say? Do I say 6.16? I mean, it's... Guys, let's take a vote on it. Kelly... Hang on, hang on. Well, no, 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 because it's 6.15 and 52. Am I saying 6.16 or 6.15? So, basically, 5, okay. four, 3, 2, 
one. Go on, say it. It's 6.16. OK, it's 6.15. You're listening to BBC Three Counties Radio and these are your headlines. Luton Borough Council is being criticised for spending £60,000 in the last three years at the five-star Luton Who. Thames Valley... Luton Who? Thames Valley Police say hundreds of motorists were stopped during a week-long campaign targeting the use of mobile phones while driving. And in sport, Milton Keynes Dons missed the chance to go top of League One after losing 2-1 at Bradford last night. BBC Three Counties Radio. Coffer. Every weekday from 12, local people. Wendy Halson and David Chipley, the trustees of the Harpenden charity Spotlight on Africa. So privileged to see lives change, conditions change. Local stories. A deaf cafe will be popping up in Bedford later this month, opening its doors for you to share sensitive stories and talk of afterlife. Of people with a similar concerns. And you can have a light-hearted side of it as well, and we often end like that, you know. Local life. We're going to be heading off into the unassuming countryside of Bedford. We all know the brick pits and the industrial spoil that's marked the Marston Vale. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I did not choose this song. This song was chosen by a girl. An old girl. Can you guess which one? Take a look at me, I've got street credibility I may not have a job, but I have a good time With the boys that I meet down on the line Said D-H-S-S Man, the rhythm that you're giving is the very best I said B-1, B-2 Make a claim, sign your name's all you have to do Well, folks will be a drag if work can your bag And when you let them know You're more dead than alive in a nine-to-five Then they say you've got to go And get yourself a job Or get out of this house Get yourself a job Or you a man or a mouse I figure any two you pretend not to hear Gotta get some space Get out of this place
people in this country deserve to have stuff for free. You're, you're, you're right, Catherine. We, we, <laughs> we go from George Michael to uh, um, a story about road safety. It's uh, Mobile phone use at the wheel. It's a delicious irony, isn't it? Thames Valley police say they are disappointed at the number of people they've caught using a mobile phone while driving. They busted 700 motorists in a week-long op- operation. Disappointed? They loved it. They loved it. Well, they're not surprised by that figure, are they? You always see people... Driving along using their mobile phones. I'm more surprised that more people don't get done for it. Well, I mean, this is always the thing, isn't it? People saying, um, uh, you know, you, the, 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 what's the point of having this law when no one gets done by it? Um, there's, a, there's a story in... Um, have you seen the fella in the mail today? No, it's Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. This is the perfect example of this. I don't know if it's connected or not, but it's... Um, where is it? Page 27 of the mail. Uh, yeah, this is great. And this is in Aberdeen. So this, there's a fellow driving, right? A cyclist filmed him. There's a fellow driving. He's got headphones in both ears. He's using his mobile phone in his right hand, and he's got a tablet in the front as well. You're kidding me. <laughs> I've seen a lorry driver reading a book before. I've seen someone doing Skype before. What? Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. And we've all seen a fellow shaving and a woman doing her makeup, haven't we? But this is this is mobile phones. And if you if you're in your car now, look to your left, look to your right, or look at your own hand. One of those people will be using a mobile phone. Um, uh, Matt Stockdale is the chair of policewitness.com, a Milton Keynes-based website which helps the per- public submit videos of careless or dangerous driving. Morning, Matt. Good morning. It's a massive problem, isn't it? We've all seen people do it. Well, it's. I think it's part of our culture, isn't it? You know, social media, our emails, our texts, you know, we're updating our profiles and... Obviously taking calls as, as and when the phone goes. And, um, and, well, you, part of me... Sometimes you think, oh, oh, really? There are worse things going on than this. But then there's another story in one of the papers, and I can't quite find it, but it's of a young woman who is, being, who is in court um, uh, and the, the, being accused of knocking down an elderly couple while she was making phone calls. So it, it is... It can be a matter of life and death, can't it? Well, that's not isolated, unfortunately. No. Um, there, are, there are near misses constantly every day, and there are lives ruined. You know, the three letters, LOL, um, being sent can change an entire family's uh, um, path, if you like. Certainly no laughing there, there, out loud there, yes. No, there, there are, there's people who've been killed, there's people being seriously injured because someone thought it was more important to update their social media. What sort of videos do you get to your website, Matt? Um, The majority are of people either using mobile phones, uh, undertaking, tailgating, aggressive driving, jumping red lights, um, driving without due care attention, using the hard shoulder and then cutting in front of people, slamming on the brakes. Why do we think that... Because it's weird, isn't it? Because you wouldn't do that kind of behaviour... Most of those people wouldn't do that kind of behaviour if they were walking down the street, you know, barging in front of people, sticking your fingers up, shouting at them. When when we're in our cars, we feel that we're we're, we're invincible. We've we've become, um, you know, like we're in a tank or something. It does seem to be the case. Um, And that's just the serious side of all this. Um, You know, we touched up with mobile phones is, you know, we've got to change the way we drive. We as a society, we as drivers, have to take some responsibility. In fact, we have to take all the responsibility. There are fewer police officers in our streets, and hats off to Thames Valley for catching so many in a week. Um, but the public have been just as just as busy. Um, we sometimes receive hundreds of incidents each week. 
And over the past 18 months, the general public have been responsible for several hundred prosecution outcomes. And that's ranged from fines and points on people's licenses through to vehicle seizure warnings, compulsory retraining, and even drivers banned without a police officer in sight. And how so are these, well the public. How are these um, people uh, getting the videos to you? I'm assuming they're not phoning, uh, filming them on their phones, are they? No, no, they're um, normally um, dash cams. Oh, these old dash cameras. Cams, yeah. Here we go again with this. No, no, because <laughs> I, I poo-pooed these, and I, I'm actually starting to think they might be quite a good idea. I, I'm thinking I might get one. Well, people don't put them in their cars to actually capture other people doing bad things. It's just a, uh, a natural outcome of having um, a video camera rolling when yep. you're in the car. Yep. Now, the main reason for people doing it is to protect themselves, to protect their pride and joy, to protect their motoring costs, and to ensure that in the event of just an innocent bump, they don't lose their excess or their yeah. claims bonus or their you know, see a premium increase. Do you get money off your um, car insurance if you've got one of these cameras? You do if you're a member of ours. Right, um, OK. We, we guarantee that we'll uh, beat any quote by 5%, even from the big guys. Hey. Because the underwriter who we've teamed up with in London recognises how important and how useful video evidence is when you're making a claim. Uh, Matt, listen, I appreciate your time at this ridiculous uh, hour of the morning. Matt Stockdale, if you want to find out more, go to policewitness.com. Policewitness.com. And uh, you can have a little look there and uh, find out some bits and pieces. 08459 455. You, 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You all right, Kels? Yeah. All right, mate. We've had a text through from John. What does John want? John. Could you repeat the info about the pig staring show mentioned yesterday, please? Oh, BBC Kent. That's BBC Kent. Uh, we we got the trail somewhere, haven't we? <laughs> we'll, we'll dig out the trail for you later on. Yes, they're doing a pig staring special uh, this morning. Uh, how long have you stared at a pig? You can give us a call if, if you've stared at a pig for a long time. We're more than happy to take those uh, those phone calls. Yeah. Oh, we're also asking you uh, for your mother's pride moments, aren't we, today? Oh, well remembered. Yes, we spoke to um, um, the mother of... Uh, Where's Clark? Where's Clark? I know, I've, I'm struggling to remember her name, unfortunately. Ca Carol. Carol. Carol, that was it. Where's Clark? Ca now, Carol Brackett's from Luton. From Luton. Now, you don't. You may not know who Where's Clark is. He's only gone and won a blooming Grammy for... Oh, a song that goes... So she called him, uh, and so we uh, we thought, well, okay, yeah, she's phoning up to celebrate her son's Grammy. Well done. Uh, but what about those mums whose um, kids aren't so musically talented? The underachievers. Exactly. Well, you can phone in and celebrate the magic of your lazy children. Mother's pride. Um, maybe um, they learnt how to use the washing machine this week. Maybe they got a new job. Uh, or maybe they've just come out of prison. Whatever it is, 08459 455 555. Is Doesn't the matter how old they are either. No, no, no. It, they can be three months. They can be 300 years. Um, in the old Bible, mm. they lived for like a thousand years, didn't well, they? Methuselah did, didn't he? No, but they were all, uh, Noah was like seven hundred when the flood came, wasn't he? That's why they had to wipe out all the people. I think. <laughs> did Noah? Aging population. Did Noah have an affair with his daughter? No. Um, excuse me. I think he did. But I need um, biblical experts. I'm sure because the thing is, the Noah story went on. It was a Mrs. Noah. In my arc. Yeah, OK. But it wasn't Mrs Noah Jr. Because the story continues after the yeah. flood goes. Yeah, but because he's got his two sons, Ham and Shem. 
<laughs> they were, the, were two of the three Stooges, weren't they? Uh, weren't they the Curly replacements? Ham and Shem, yep. and they had two wives. I've I, seen the Russell Crowe documentary about it. I am sure... There were some tree people, some monsters. I am sure that Noah got up to some... He got up to... I can't say that. No, you can, because he's not God. I'm not saying God did it. I am sure that Noah, in his old... In his dotage, when he was, like, 786, got up to some shenanigans... With his daughter-in-law. With his daughter or his granddaughter. I'm sure he did. 0845... You never thought you'd be asking that that first thing in the morning, did you? Did Noah have it away with a female member of his family? 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, looking at the speed sensors, there's queues building up between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. And callers have reported that that's because of an accident between Junction 10 for the Lucent Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. On the M11 southbound, it's been partially blocked between Junction 7 for Harlow and the M25 because of an accident. And looking at the speed sensors on the A1 southbound, it's looking very slow from the apex corner to Mill Hill Circus. In Milton Keynes, the A421 standing way has roadworks around the Kingston roundabout, so expect delays there later on. And the Met Office has warned us that it's likely to be freezing fog on the roads in some places this morning, which could make the roads uh, icy and slippy if they're untreated. No reports of any major delays on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Conservatives are criticising Labour-run Luton Borough Council for spending £60,000 in the last three years at the five-star luxury Luton Who Hotel on food, drink and room hire. The council says the Love Luton campaign is funded entirely by local private sector companies. Thames Valley Police say they're really disappointed after hundreds of drivers were stopped for using a mobile phone during a week-long campaign. Over 700 motorists were stopped, including 136 in Buckinghamshire. And treasure discovered by a metal detector enthusiast in Buckinghamshire goes on display at the British Museum this morning. One of the largest Anglo-Saxon hoards ever found in Britain was discovered in the village of Lenborough near Buckingham in December. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes-Dons lost 2-1 at Bradford last night and missed the chance to go back to the top of League One. Carl Robinson's side had taken the lead early in the second half through Delhi Alley but came unstuck in the Bradford mud. They have better players to play on that type of surface than what we do. And we couldn't match them. We tried our damnedest to play a little bit longer and a little bit different to how we normally play. Um, you can see it just doesn't suit us. Tonight, Watford make the short trip to fellow championship promotion contenders Brentford. His manager, Slavisa Jokanovic. He must be ready. It's, uh, it's new shirts for us. Uh, I expect it's not going to happen something similar to the last game where we play away game. It's important for, for us. It's all the game is important. And uh, Brentford now is first what is front, uh, front of us. Uh, Brentford played good game. In League Two, Wickham hosts Plymouth, Steve Nidger at home to Bury, and Luton host York. The Hatters' new signings, Ryan Hall and Nathan Adua, could make their first home appearances. Striker Jaden Stockley is impressed by Spurs youngster Adua. I know he's very direct. He's one of them players that you just want to give the ball to, uh, especially me, me just being a, a lump in the box. So I'll stay in the box and just give it to the players that are better on the ball. So uh, I give it to him and uh, let him do his magic and hopefully 
uh, I can capitalise on that. And there's full commentary on the matches involving Watford, Wickham, Stevenage and Luton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. Boreham Wood are back on top of Conference South after a 3-0 win at Farnborough last night. Tonight St Albans are away to Haventon Waterlooville. And Ryehouse Speedway in Hertfordshire has been sold to local businessman and touring car driver Warren Scott. He's taken over the stadium and ownership of the club, although long-serving owner Len Silva will still run the Speedway team. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Thanks. Um, yeah, he had it. Noah got drunk. Hang on. Where are you getting this from? I'm getting it from the Bible, mate. The flipping Bible. The Word. The good book. Tell me it. And Noah began to be... So this is after the flood, right? And he's, everything is fine, yeah? Um, and Noah began to be an husbandman. Huh? Hmm? And he planted a vineyard. Yeah. And he drank of the wine Uh-oh. and was drunken. <laughs> and he was uncovered within his tent. So everything was, you know. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward, backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. But then there's a bit... Where he goes on and he has it. That's not him. That's just him, you know, um, being a bit to the breeze. You do the papers because I'm. To- I'm if, listen, if Noah's on the list, doesn't matter how historic the the abuse was. Stop. Right, hang on. Let's have a look. Um, okay, uh, Daily Mail. Um, future king and queen of England going on a plane. Dame Helen Mirren wearing a green dress. Mm. Miliband sitting at a kitchen table with a lot of people. Ooh. Little John talking about some stuff. Well, it, it, well, some of the theories about what may have happened to Noah. Ah, oh, well, the theories, the theories are bad. Um, Noah. No. It's one of them. Or Ham saw Noah having sex with someone other than Mrs. Noah. Oh, uncovered in his tent. So yep. they weren't just talking about him having his um, yep, yep. nakedness out. So it happens. Anyway, right, to, to more modern um, uh, sexual uh, scandals. What have you got, my love? School-run mothers are harder... Contr- <laughs> this is great! Go on. Daily Mail, page 21. Good morning, Daily Mail readers. School-run mothers are harder to control than hissing feral cats. Hang on a second, I just need to make this... I just feel I've killed things with the Bible a little bit. Let's just get some... uh... Away you go, go. Claws come out in fight to park, says Community PC. Ambitions parents may... Ambitions? Ambitions. Parents might think their educational problems are over when they secure a coveted place at a sought-after school, but it turns out that bagging a parking spot near the school gates can be every bit as competitive. According to one community policeman, the fight for space makes some parents harder to deal with than wailing, hissing, feral cats. So we go nuts for parking spaces, don't we? Wherever. And mums outside schools are... Well, as we know with the Mylene class story. He's not saying mums. The male is saying mums because it's easy to take the mickey out of women, isn't it? Well... But some mail. of you, well, well, no, 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 no. Some of you, you girls, are ridiculous, ridiculous. Some of you men are ridiculous. Name one. You. Low blow, mate. But oh. defend it in a court of law. Is a, a ridiculous one. Go on. Joe has spent all his lolly on Dolly. Which Joe? 
Um, Joe Skelly has spent £10,000, is that all, amassing a huge Dolly Parton collection, including life-size cutouts of the country star. The 46-year-old's fixation began when he secretly bought his first Dolly record, aged eight. Secretly? Joe, from my favourite place in the country, Cockermouth. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, I bet you have. Uh, Joe, from uh, Cockermouth, said, I've got about 150 CDs, is that all? 50 books, huh? Every album she's ever released, posters, photographs, drawings, mugs, T-shirts, jumpers, and even a pair of her pants. Does he live alone? He did... Uh, with his mum. It doesn't say. He did not see Dolly perform until 2002, but got to meet When he the left star. the house. <laughs> He added, she was dressed head to toe in gold and was so lovely. I've since met Dolly a few times. She recognises uh, me now and knows me by name. Yeah, you're hey, on the list. It's Joe Skelly. Get him away from me. The thing I like about Dolly Parton, one of the many things I like about Dolly Parton is her secret tattoos. Have you heard about this? That's why she always wears long sleeves. Oh, yeah, you've told me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, seen, I've seen some Ev online. It must be real. And, uh, yeah, she's covered in them. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, saw the, I, I like Dolly, but I went off her when I saw her, quite possibly, in, no, it wasn't in, two, it wasn't in 2002, but I saw her live, and she mimed. And I just thought, oh, I spent a lot of money on this ticket, I went off her a little How bit. How did you know she was miming? Because, well, her lips weren't moving at the same time as the words. A little, little bit of a basic, uh, really. You know, um, Live 8... Yeah, I do know it. Yeah, I was covering it for Capital Radio. Yeah, you were closer to the stage than me because I was right at the back with all the plebs. Yeah, no, I bought a ticket and I got right up front. That's the way it works in showbiz. You know Madonna? <sighs> um, the pop singer is always yeah. showing off her bum. Yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. She was miming, wasn't she? Yeah. Because her track was way quieter than everyone else's. Yeah, she was miming. Oh. Uh, here's uh, something that uh, I would never have guessed. Caffeinated and sugary drinks make kids two-thirds more likely to be hyperactive and inattentive in class. A study has found... Why would you even bother doing a study into something that is obvious? Secondary school pupils guzzle two sweetened drinks a day, on average. Some drink more than seven cans with boys. Why do fat people always drink Diet Coke? They don't always. Well, okay. So let me rephrase that. Why? I mean, I haven't. I haven't studied all of them. But why I, I... are diet coke drinkers usually fat people? Mm. No. No. Yes. Don't think it's necessarily the case. All right. Why have I seen a fat person drinking diet coke once? Well, maybe they were trying to um, clean up their act. Experts, uh, Professor Jan Jeanette. Ikovic said parents should limit sugary drinks and ban energy drinks. Why would you well, give yes. why would you give energy drinks? As if kids need energy. What do they got? Your, your Red Bull monster? Why would you give a kid pussy? Why would you do that? They don't have. They've got their own reserves of energy. They have They're a kids. surfeit of that stuff, don't Flipping they? Energy drinks if anything, kids. you want you want to you want to slow them down. You want I'll tell you what do they've you know what my got. my used to do. What? Tie my socks together. What is Long socks. What is that? On mean? little girls. I used to, they used to hoik them down a bit and tie them up. I don't understand. That's what, normal, isn't it? I don't understand what that means. I tell you what, if you had tied up socks, you wouldn't have been able to have. Teenage kicks. Yeah? Girls? She 
a statue of uh, Bob Marley slipping on a banana skin. Have what? you seen this? Well, it, it, I mean, I don't think he is, but that's what it looks like he's doing. He's not. He's stumbling onto the stage. Or... Stoned out of his tiny mind. A statue of reggae icon. I, icon. Icon. I can do that. I can go for that. No, no can do. Bob Marley sees his fans get up and stand up with joy. Oh. Rastafarians, like the bearded follower, left, saw it unveiled in Kingston, Jamaica, to celebrate what would have been their idol's 70th birthday what? last week. They've just taken a picture of 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 a Rastafarian and just for just to indicate what one is. Were you picking your nose then? No, scratching it. Finger went They've up. not given it a name. The finger goes inside. No, it was there. Yeah, well, it What's went that called? Your... Um... Your septum. Yeah, that. Your septum was... tank. But, uh... <laughs> But your finger, if your finger goes in a nostril... Kelly! Hello. Finger goes in a nostril, that's a, a, a pick. I suppose it depends what you get out. Oh. Uh, pick us a winner. It's my septum. That's what I got out. Um, anyway, that statue is rubbish. Bob Marley is rubbish. Reggae is rubbish. Thank you. Oh, there's pictures of some um, fruit... Uh, no, some fruit and vegetables that look like... No. That's life. <laughs> Let's have a look. I... Oh, my goodness. That's look at that str- they look like um, a, a, a Willy and um, it's two mates. <laughs> I like the... Um, I like the sweet potato. Very sweet indeed. <laughs> I like to match that up. I like the turnip that's reclining in a come here, the fashion. Yeah. On, yeah. The, on the saucer. That strawberry looks very sweet. So um, this, why are they doing... Oh, why are they doing this? Because um, it's a little bit sexy fun. Thanks, the sun. That's, that's the news. That's made me feel a bit fruity. Are there any so, melons? Uh, no, there aren't any melons. Pears? No. I like a good pear. And then they've pixelated one. Well, one of them has been arranged in a certain way. It's two vegetables interacting, so but to they, speak. They're, look at that sweet potato. That is like... That is the meat and two veg. In one veg. Go on. Daily Mail, page 27, if you want to read along a calf. <laughs> We're the only people laughing, you know that. <laughs> We're the only people up. Yep. I don't. Quarter of girls have turned down a proposal. Far oh. from dreaming of the day they'll say I do, nearly one in yeah. four women has says I don't hey. and turned down a proposal of marriage or study shows. Oh, blimey. Yeah, but that's me. Many feared the proposal wasn't the one or said that it didn't feel right or decided that their partner wasn't taking the matter seriously enough and 12% said they'd been asked for their hand in marriage three times or more I'm guessing by the same person. Yeah. While 23% of those who turned down a proposal admitted regretting it. Oh. Unsurprisingly, it also emerged that 59% of men felt nervous about the idea of proposing, with 15% said it would make them break out in a cold sweat. If you don't feel nervous about proposing, then you, what, what you're, not kind of, it seriously, you're not taking it seriously enough, are you? Have you ever said no to someone? I bet Kelly has. Kelly? She, she's on the telephone. I'm all right off now. Have you ever said no to someone? Proposal-wise. Proposal-wise. Oh, um, no. I've never been asked. Thanks for calling. Would you marry me? No. OK. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Markgate, the A5 northbound has been blocked by an accident. That's affecting people travelling between Markgate and Dunstable because of the accident that's at the junction for Lynch Hill involving three cars and a lorry. Also, the M1 southbound reports that there are queues all the way back from Junction 11 for Dunstable to Junction 9 for Redbourne because of an accident. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's looking very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorleywood. And the A1 Watford Way is looking very slow southbound from the Apex Corner to Mill Hill Circus. Looking at the trains, there's no reports of any major delays at the moment, Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Thank you, Samantha. 6.46, it's uh, Tuesday the 10th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council is being criticised for spending £60,000 in the last three years at the five-star Luton Who. Thames Valley Police say hundreds of motorists were stopped during a week-long campaign targeting the use of mobile phones while driving. And in sport, Milton Keynes-Dons missed the chance to go top of League One after losing a football game. Let's get the weather, here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We have a bit of mist and fog around this morning and the Met Office has a yellow weather warning in force. Now, the temperature for some parts, particularly out, uh, we're actually pretty widespread now, is dipping at around zero, maybe a touch below. So if you have got the mist and fog, there's every likelihood that could freeze on contact this morning. So extra care need really tricky driving conditions, actually. So uh, quite dangerous with that freezing fog. This fog eventually is going to lift um, probably around 10, 11, 11 o'clock this morning, usually at this time of year, that's when the fog starts to disappear, and then it's a predominantly cloudy day. Could get one or two sunny spells later, but the temperature is reflected uh, with all this cloud around. We're looking at a maximum of maybe seven, six or seven Celsius by the end of the day. Now, overnight tonight, again, largely dry. It's a similar sort of night. The cloud actually a little thicker, so it's possible we could get maybe a spot of drizzle on higher ground. Most places staying completely dry, though. We'll get one or two breaks, so it could be a repeat performance. May get a bit of mist and fog by tomorrow morning. Most places staying above zero but again under the cloud breaks as well as the mist and fog the temperature could dip down to zero so we could get a sparkle or two of frost tomorrow morning. So it's a similar picture tomorrow eventually a cloudy day some bright spells temperatures similar at seven Celsius and that's your forecast. Anne Main is the Conservative MP for St Albans and has been for the last 10 years. But what does being a local MP actually mean and what does she do? Three Rivers Council, which comes... Get ready for the lunatic typing. ...is looking particularly spineless as far as I'm concerned. Tomorrow, you can find out as she's coming in to sit in my hot seat. It is not absolutely fine at all. They sent test correspondence. The correspondence has been sent a month and still not acknowledged by the partners. Get in touch with any questions you want answering and I'll put them to her. Email jbsshow at bbc.co.uk or text on 81333 starting your message with 3CR. Anne Main in the JVS hot seat. Tomorrow morning from 9 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Very unprofesh, not turning his phone. Very unprofesh. Morning, Dills. Hey, good morning, boss. Uh, the novelty of having you back in the country is worn off. Well, thank you. You're very, very welcome. We have no more hobnobs. We have no more hobnobs. Barbadian hobnobs. <laughs> okay. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I don't. I never expect a present when people mm. go away. Mm. But to come back from uh, uh, two weeks away in yeah. uh, Barbados or the Caribbean or wherever mm-hmm. the hell mm-hmm. you were, yeah. with just a packet of hobnobs between the three of us... Yeah, Barbadian hobnobs. Is spectacular. I mean, they did. Uh, yes, they did taste a little bit um, uh, uh, spicy, but yeah. uh, uh, they. Uh, it really is a little bit tight. Mate. I'm sipping from my American cup that I brought back for everybody. Yep. Uh-huh. We th- had one each. I'd throw mine away. It got contaminated. Yeah. Guys, do you smoke? Sorry. Do you smoke? No. 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 Okay. Duty free cigarettes out of the window. Do you drink rum? 
No. Yeah, I can. Uh, not really. So that that was out of the equation. Oh, you made as well. that decision for me. So I thought, well, Barbadian hobnobs. This is well, the way forward. No. Everyone will be smiling and happy. Ah, uh, for twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I like aftershave and I like t-shirts. I like massive pencils. Guys, I've got to be honest with you. Today, you're I picking, like rubbers. You're, you're picking the wrong day. I like You're picking the wrong day to do pencils. this. Why, why is that, mate? Well, because I was feeling hungry. I said to Kelly at about five to six this morning. Oh, oh, oh feeling hungry. Oh, oh. Hmm, I haven't seen the clown for a while. <laughs> and here you are giving me grief. Okay, we retract. Yes, thank you. There's a story in here that I think you might like. Yeah. We are warned at stations to mind the gap between mm. train and platform. That's my audition if they want a new voice. <laughs> but those who should take most care, guess who they are? Women, uh, passengers with luggage, and those who've had a tipple. Wow. What have you fallen down? I fell down the stairs once. No, that's what you asked the public. Mm. <laughs> Broke me arm. Did you? Mm. I green off... line fracture, I think it was called. I looked like the incredible oh, Hulk. Oh, the green from... line yeah. fracture yeah, that story. Oh, yeah. right, I fell off my friend and fractured my arm. Did you? Yeah. What were you doing? Showing off. Let's just leave it at that. I don't think I've ever... Oh, no, I know I've fallen down. Oh, flipping it. I fell down uh, a massive hole at the side of a stage when I was dressed up as... Um, um, who's the black fella, the singer? Will Smith. <laughs> when I was doing... Um, the, the, I did, uh, you were dressed as an Egyptian, weren't you? Before, the, it was when I was in the sports gear and it was for dance for comic relief or whatever the flip it was and I'd worked out this brilliant routine as, as Will Smith get, um, getting jiggy with it wasn't getting it? jiggy oh, with right. it I've seen it and uh, the first dress rehearsal on the stage I wasn't used to the stage and I didn't know there would be a massive and it was, it was a five foot drop off the stage <laughs> it was the weirdest thing so I'm dancing and I'm, I'm really good man well and suddenly I'm upside down and I'm burning a bit and I think <laughs> I don't remember Oh, uh, this being part of the routine, and I'd fallen <laughs> off the stage. I've chipped loads of my teeth and, oh. and knackered my teeth, and I'd fallen onto lights, and it yep. was the most humiliating thing in the world. Big Willy style. <laughs> Just you can take that to the street, can't you? I'll take it to the street. I've also taken some things to the streets for later: mobile phones and something else as well. You spoke about earlier, Mum's pride. Yeah. Well, let's do let's do this now, Justin. Yeah. This is after Wes Clark's mum from uh, Luke's and Carol. She came on for a little boast, but fair play, you just won a Grammy. And by yeah. the way, Carol. You, you, any time you phone up, you jump straight to the front of the queue. Grammy, the mothers, the mummies, the, well, the grannies of Grammy Award winners will go straight to the front of the queue. Mm. But the mummies of Grammy Award winners, you, you, just, you, 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 you get past um, Dave from Luton and Dennis <laughs> and all those other chances. You come straight on. Uh, so, yeah, we want mums to, we want to hear a bit of mum's pride today. Yeah, I, I just thought that call yesterday was absolutely brilliant. A, she was listening. B, she phoned in. And C, I felt emotional listening to, yeah. uh, to Carol on the line. So, Very powerful. Uh, I've been on the streets asking mum's pride uh, now you said earlier on that this could be absolutely anything so if people's children have just been released from prison or something like that uh, uh, and they feel proud of their yep. children yep. Uh, we are going to be accepting anything so I've been on the streets with this one and uh, here's what people had to say what makes you a, a proud mum what's your boy done that's made you proud He's finally qualified as a gas safe engineer, and I'm really proud of him. Yeah, I can tell straight away you're really proud. Yeah. So it's not a Grammy, but this is a career he's got now, and something that he always wanted to do? No, he didn't. He just landed on his feet with doing it and then decided to make it his career, and it's brilliant. I'm very proud of him. Good for you. Thank you very much. Lucy, we're here with Jake. How are you, Jake? How old is Jake? He's three. Three years old. This is Mum's pride. What has Jake done to make you feel so proud? He hasn't won a Grammy yet. <laughs> but what's he done to make you feel really proud? He's just said little things like, Mummy, you look beautiful. 
I love you so much and you're my best friend. Wow. So and he's a little charmer already? Yeah. How are you today, Jake? You all right, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> he tried to eat my microphone then. <laughs> he's a hungry boy. Go and feed him. Thank you very much. Take care. <laughs> Madam, Mum's pride. Give me grandchildren. Uh, yes. How many have you got? Two and one on the way. <laughs> And at Christmas time, how excited do you get now about giving to your grandchildren? Oh, yes, very excited. Yes, they get spoilt rotten. Dealey, mm. no! What do you mean, no? No! What? No! Why? No! Why? It's mother's pride. It's not grandmother's pride. She yeah, bypassed yeah, the next nah. generation. What the hell are you thinking no, no, of, you lunatic? Hang on. We you all should... know that grandparents like the grandchildren more than it's their own kids. It's mother's pride. Mum's pride. She gave birth to her children. Her children are given her grandchildren. I know, That's how, she's I proud. know how genealogy works. What's your beef? My beef is we only want to hear from mums today. But she is a mum. But yeah. she's a talking about the grandkids, not yeah, the kids. Her, yeah, but her no, children are given no, her grandchildren. No. That's a great one. No. That, for me, no. made me feel emotion. No. I think no. your emotions got in the way on this one, Justin. No. I, I very rarely say that to you. <sighs> no. No. Just because you haven't been there yourself and you haven't got grandchildren, trust me, fast forward 20 years' time, when I talk to you on the street and I ask you about your pride, you'll be talking about grandchildren. Let's just leave it there.
for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 11 for Dunstable to Junction 9 for Redbourne because of an accident. It's on the hard shoulder. But if you're thinking of using the A5 to get past that, it's very slow southbound and it's blocked northbound because of an accident at the junction for Lynch Hill. On the uh, Woburn Road in Woburn, there's reports that a car's broken down in the road and been abandoned at the junction for Apsley Lane, so that's partially blocking it. And having a look at the train departure boards, there's no reports of any major delays at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. So we're messing around too much to um, steer this ship. Scouse Pat says, read that crazy typing trailer for JVS. Did someone just get a text from the late 90s? <laughs> I think they may have done. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton Council criticised over Luton Who spending. Hundreds of drivers caught using their mobile phones and defeat for Milton Keynes Dons at Bradford. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council has been criticised for spending £60,000 in the last three years at the five-star luxury Luton Who Hotel on food, drink and room hire. The figures were disclosed by the Labour-run authority following a freedom of information request from the Conservative prospective parliamentary candidate Candidate for Luton South. More from Tony Fisher. Kehi Redmond says the money was spent at Luton Who at the same time that street cleaners were losing their jobs and community groups were losing their small grants. But Luton Borough Council says this money is held in its own coffers on behalf of the Love Luton campaign, which is funded entirely by local private sector partners. Love Luton insists the money is ring-fenced for its use only. Thames Valley Police say they're disappointed after hundreds of drivers were stopped for using a mobile phone during a week-long campaign. Over 700 motorists were stopped, including 136 in Buckinghamshire. Matt Stockdale is from Milton Keynes-based website, policewitness.com, which helps the public submit videos of careless or dangerous driving to the police. That's off Thames Valley for catching so many in a week. Um, but the public have been just as, just as busy. Um, we sometimes receive hundreds of incidents each week. And over the past 18 months, the general public have been responsible for several hundred prosecution outcomes. An investigation's underway in Bath to find out why a tipper truck apparently went out of control down a steep hill, killing four people, including a child. The accident happened yesterday outside a primary school as parents were collecting their children. Chief Superintendent Caroline Peters says they're dealing with a tragic situation. We owe it to the families of the deceased and the injured to find out exactly what's happened and that it will be a thorough investigation. But it does take time. There will be an ongoing investigation in which we'll be speaking to a number of witnesses. A 25-year-old man will appear in court today accused of attacking a disabled pensioner in Gateshead. Alan Barnes's plight led to an online appeal that raised £330,000. Treasure discovered by a metal detector enthusiast in Buckinghamshire goes on display at the British Museum this morning. One of the largest Anglo-Saxon hoards ever found in Britain was discovered in the village of Lenborough near Buckingham in December. Some 300 of over 5,000 coins found will be shown to the 
the public. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons lost 2-1 at Bradford last night and missed the chance to go back to the top of League One. Carl Robinson's side had taken the lead through Delhi Alley but came unstuck in the Bradford mud. I thought Delhi tonight was one of his worst games. Every time he tried to run with the ball, he kept hitting him on the knee or the thigh. All of our players who have been effective for us over recent weeks as well are to do what they normally do and travel with the ball and excite people and, and we have to accept that. They were, they were better than us today. They are better than us playing on this pitch. Tonight, Watford go to Brentford, Wickham host Plymouth, Luton at home to York and Stevenage host Bury. The weather, early mist and freezing fog will clear this morning, but it will stay cloudy. Some bright or sunny spells this afternoon, a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Right, come on, guys, let's focus. What a sloppy first hour that was. Well, we have got some controversy from it. Uh, what controversy? About Noah? We were asking about Mother... Well, there's that. Yes. Mother's Pride. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick and Hitchin, once again, Justin is right and you are wrong. Whoa! There is no Mother's Pride greater in this world than watching the little children you've loved and nurtured grow up and become fantastic parents themselves. But th- she... She didn't mention them. She, she was talking about... The, she said, can I do grandkids? And Dealey said, yes, Dealey is wrong. We are celebrating mothers celebrating their children, not grandmothers celebrating their children's children. And grandparents out there, come on and admit it. You prefer your kids' kids to your kids. Of course you do. You hate your kids, don't you? The only good thing about them is your kids' kids. Mother's pride. What else are we talking about? Did uh, Noah? Snuffers says, if you think the Noah naked story is confusing, read Genesis 6, chapter 6, uh, verse 4, and try to work out who the Nephilim is. Apparently giants who were the offspring of angels and men. Oh, oh that's who that was in that Russell Crowe film. Flipping heck. The, bu- the, old, people. The, the, new, the new Bible is a bit boring. The old Bible is absolutely nuts. If it was written in English, it would be brilliant. Brilliant, I says. 08459 four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And that's the problem. The the uh, the, the old the old Bible uh, is uh, written in um, a, a, an unfathomable. You try saying that an unfathomable um, uh, uh, language. Isn't that right, Jamie? Morning, mate. You caught me having a drink. Yeah, what are you drinking, mate? Just a bit of water. You sure that's all it is? It is at this time in the morning. Good lad, well done. Well, I've got a cough on the way, so everything's everything's fine and dandy. What would you like to say, sir? Um, grandparents uh, like their kids' kids because they can hand them back. Yeah, I, I, I think that is the thing. Um, but the, yeah, when it's your kids, you're stuck with them forever. When it's your grandkids, you get them for a couple of hours, then you go, thanks, bye. We babysit more from, from a grandson, but that's about it, really. Oh, so you're speaking from actual experience. Yeah. How old's your grandson? Uh, he is nine months now. <laughs> nine months. He's, he's about to start getting interesting. The first nine months are a little bit, a little bit boring, aren't they? They are. They don't really do a lot. Um. Uh, well, okay. So you 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 you're happy to hand him back, are you? Um. Yeah. Sometimes. You know. It's, it's always nice to have him. But you know. Yeah. You're always not. You know. You get a bit tired. You know. Getting up in the middle of the night is tiring. But yeah. He's not a standard kid, unfortunately. He's got CF, so... Um... Now, what's... Oh, uh, hang on. What's what's that? Cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and, so how does that affect him as a nine-month-old? Um, at the minute, not too badly, but obviously it's going to progress as he gets a little bit older. Um, there's different strains of it, so, um, you know, all we can do is just keep, keep going with the treatments and then... Um, 
see how he develops as he as he gets a bit older. So it, it, you you don't quite know if he's going to have it bad, if it's going to have a mild case. You've just got to kind of wait and see, have you? That's sort that's sort of how it goes. Really. Wow. Yeah, there is different strains of it, and obviously you know there's some brilliant sites out there with, with people who've had it for 30, 40 years. Yeah. you get inspiration from them to. That must be tough going. as a as a, as a family. It was it was tough tough for me, son. It was trying to pick him back up off the floor when he found out was the hardest bit that you know as a parent you're going to do. I think. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I, I, as I keep saying, I have got two little boys, and I am so blessed that for the moment, I mean, the, the youngest had a problem with his kidney and stuff, but we got that all, all, all sorted out. And for the yeah. moment, they're, they're kind of all right. But they are, they're, they're just so precious, aren't they, Jamie? They're just they so do, precious yeah. and vulnerable. And um, well, listen, I'm sure your boy's uh, going to do a great job bringing him up and uh, doing everything he can for him. He certainly is. You know, I'm proud of him. So he's doing, he's doing a fantastic job. Jamie, listen, good to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Now, uh, election campaign alert, ladies and gentlemen. Local Conservatives are criticising Labour for whining and dining guests at Luton Who, while at the same time laying off street cleaners and stopping grants for community groups. Katie Redmond, who was on the show yesterday and is looking to unseat Luton South MP Gavin Shuka, uncovered figures suggesting the Borough Council spent 60 grand entertaining guests at the Five Star Hotel. Well, account, the council admits the money is kept in its coffers, but insists it belongs to and was spent by the privately sponsored Love Luton campaign. We can speak now to Conservative Central Beds councillor Richard Stay. It's not public money, is it, Richard? So there's no problem. Good morning, Ian. Morning. Um, well, I don't know. Um, Katie Redmond, as you said, put an SOI request into Luton Borough Council asking a very straight question how much money has been spent by Luton Borough Council at Luton Who? Uh, and the straight answer came back was 60 grand in the last uh, couple of years. Now, that, that may have been money which had come in from elsewhere, but the straightforward question was, how much money had Luton Borough Council spent? Now, had that been my authority, I would have been asking some questions and I don't think that would have happened. Well, but the, the Luton Borough Council say uh, the money is uh, Love Luton money, which is made up entirely of private sponsorship. It, it's held in the, um, the, you know, the kind of the same bank accounts, but it's ring-fenced. OK, well, let's turn the question round. Now, Luton has many fine qualities. Um, I'm hugely proud to represent um, Hyde Parish Council and Hyde Parish, in which uh, Luton Who Hotel sits. I would suggest that uh, launching a city bid in a five-star hotel in an adjacent authority area, and spending this sort of money on a Love Luton campaign outside Luton is just plain odd, even if it's not public money. But when you're also making cuts and putting up council tax at the same rate as Luton Borough Council are, it, if I was a Luton taxpayer, I would, I, I would be asking some questions. Well, uh, you, you can say that, Richard, but, but Central Beds does the same thing, doesn't it? Uh, no, it doesn't. What about um, the, cent the central, the, the building control awards uh, that are on the central Bedfordshire website? They're being held at um, the central MK Bed Stadium, aren't they? MK Don Stadium. Uh, I'm not that I'm aware of, but uh, we aren't spending the kind of money at a five-star hotel that uh, Luton Borough Council um, have done. If we're if we're holding um, building control awards outside central beds, there's a question to ask. But uh, uh, yeah, the, 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 uh, the I've got the website up here. Um, uh, the awards ceremony judging will be completed during April 2015. This is the Building Control Excellence Awards. The category winner and any potentially highly commended projects um, will be uh, notified, and they'll be invited to the ceremony at the double 
Old Tree by Hilton Stadium, Milton Keynes. That's not a central base event, though, is it? Uh, it'll be notified of the central region local... Well, it's, it's in conjunction with it. It's on the Central Beds website. Uh, Ian, I would put to you that that is not a Central Beds event. Central Beds has not paid for and organised that event. That Even though it's on the Central Beds website? Uh, well, I'll have a look. But it, I can... well, it's, I've got the Central Beds website up now and it's there. OK, but I would say to you, Ian, that that is not a Central Bedfordshire event. So Central Bedfordshire are not putting any money into that event? Um, I don't know, because I don't know about it, but uh, I will look into it. But I would say to you that that is not a Central Bedfordshire event. OK. But coming back to the question that um, you, you posed, is I don't understand why um, a Labour-run council that is cutting libraries and cutting small community grants... Only the other week we were talking to a, a, a small Asian older people support group that worked out of Beach Hill and that had had, um, I think, something like £1,000, £2,000 cut as grants. Now, if I was them, I yeah. would be asking a question... Um, why that uh, money had been spent outside Luton. And that's on top of, we think, probably approaching half a million pounds on a, um, on a failed um, bid to stop us building houses in central Bedfordshire. And, that, and that's another thing which we've, we've talked about on this show yeah. before, and bo- sure. boy, oh boy, we, we will talk about it again. But if this 60 grand is, is private money, there is no story, is there? And, and part of me thinks, Richard, this... this uh, and and uh, Man Alive was I enjoying being involved uh, in uh, your tweets to Sean uh, Timoney last night... Uh, but is this this sort of tit for tat, this negative campaigning? Is this the kind of thing that you think turns people off from no, elections? I, I don't agree with you, Ian. I'm sorry. There is, regardless of where that sixty grand came from, there is something very odd about a Labour-run council that's putting up council tax and cutting services. It feels it's okay to spend sixty grand at a five-star hotel outside. But it's not their the money, Richard. It's, it's Love Luton's money. Love Luton is spending the money. It's Love Luton's well, money. Who are, the, who are the directors of Love Luton? I think you'll find. The Luton Borough Council director is um, is um, running certainly number two in the Love Luton campaign. Yeah, they're um, partners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's I mean, but it's private. But it's but they're not. But it's private money, Richard. This is the thing. It's not council tax money. And there's the danger, isn't there? Because sixty grand being spent on 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 dues and awards things, it sounds quite dramatic. And people go, "Oh, that's my money." Well, it isn't though. It hasn't come from council tax. Well, to turn the question around again. If Luton is um, a proud town, uh, proud of what it does, and it should be, it has many places where it can hold award ceremonies, yep. um, why would you not spend that sort of money and launch your city bid from inside the town for which is claiming to be a city? Yep. No, I, I, I agree, and I, I, let's turn it around. Why would Central Bedfordshire be part of a building control awards that's being held at the MK Don Stadium? Well, you, you have the advantage on me, but yeah. I would suspect that that event is probably one which is much, much wider than Central Bedfordshire. Okay. And we've probably put an entry in because we're very proud of something we've done in, in building control. So I would be very surprised if that had been a Central Bedfordshire event. The award acknowledges quality and excellence in a variety of new buildings and projects in Central Bedfordshire. Well, you have the advantage of me. Yeah. I will look at, look at have it. A look. Have a look. Let us know yeah. how much money, if any, central beds are putting in. So just be interesting, Richard. It'd just be interesting sure. to find out. Yep. And well, the last thing we want to be doing is to be accused of double standards. Exactly. And I, I know that, uh, I know that, Richard. So I, that's just why I thought I'd flag that up. Thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Conservative Central Beds Councillor Richard Stay, 08459 Uh I'm loving all this. I am loving all this. As I've said before, this is the first time I've been on a proper radio station or been doing a proper radio show, shall we say, um, during a, a general election. And this week, it's really just started to kick off a bit. It's hammer time. And this time around, we've got Twitter. 
as the extra weapon. <laughs> That's it. And I was caught in the cross, loads of crossfire last night from Gavin Shuka's office, from the NUT, uh, from the Conservatives, from Richard, from uh, Luton Borough Council. Oh, it was wonderful. It's a shame that Luton Borough Council have gone quiet on us, though, and they won't come on the radio. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they go through phases, don't they? 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Between Mark Yates and Dunstable, the A5 northbound is blocked because of an accident at Lynch Hill, and that's at near the Pack Horse pub. It's also causing queues southbound with people slowing down to look over at the uh, accident. In Woburn, on the Woburn Road, there's reports that a car's broken down and been abandoned in the road at the junction for Aspley Lane, so that's partially blocking it. And the A1 Great North Road's very slow between the Black Cat Roundabout and the Kimbolton Turnoff because of the roadworks. On the motorways as well, the M1 southbound is stop-start between junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne and also the M25 anti-clockwise is very heavy from junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorleywood. Samantha Burroughs, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. 7.15, it's uh, Tuesday the 10th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council is being criticised for spending £60,000 in the last three years at the five-star Luton Who. Thames Valley Police say hundreds of motorists were stopped during a week-long campaign targeting the use of mobile phones while driving. And in sport, Milton Keynes Dons missed the chance to go top of League One after losing 2-1 at Bradford last night. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12, local people. Wendy Halson and David Chipley, the trustees of the Harpenden charity Spotlight on Africa. So privileged to see lives change, conditions change. Local stories. A deaf cafe will be popping up in Bedford later this month, opening its doors for you to share sensitive stories and talk of afterlife. There are people with the similar concerns. And you can have a light-hearted side of it as well, and we often end like that, you know. Local life. We're going to be heading off into the unassuming countryside of Bedford. We all know the brick pits and the industrial spoil that's marked the Marston Vale. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. A death cafe or um, a talking complete and utter balls cafe? If you talk about the afterlife, I mean... I told you about the time my gran and uh, auntie spent a good half hour talking to a mysterious light that turned out to be the reflection of one of the coasters. (laughs) (laughs) They'd had a few gins. They were determined it was grandad. Oh, bless. You know, it made them feel better for a bit. I mean, does does it do any harm? I don't know. Well, so people are convinced, aren't they? Yeah. It's, uh, hey, this I kind of like that conviction. I would love to have I, that conviction. I, I wish I did, but guess what happens when you die? That's it. Game over. That's it. There's nothing else, and I know that as a fact. Do you? Because I died for six minutes on the operating table. Really? What were you having done? They're taking your bread basket out. Yeah. <laughs> hey! Now, a recent swoop by Thames Valley Police suggests loads of us are still using our mobile phones while driving. Do we need a police swoop to tell us that? The force says it's disappointed to have stopped 700 people breaking the law in just a week. They're not disappointed. Cha-ching. They're not disappointed. Well, Justin Dealey has been out getting reaction this morning. Well, sir, you're a coach driver, so you're on the roads all the time. How often are you seeing people with, with mobile phones stuck to their ears? Every day. Easily every day. I mean, is it really that bad? Is it out of control? Is it the worst you've ever seen it? I'd say it's the same. I've seen, I haven't seen any different for the last few years, yeah. but it's, always, it's been the same since mobile phones are out. Yeah. Every day you see them. Oh, I've done it in the past. I think everyone has, but I think everyone knows now that it's not worth the risk. So you stop doing it? I avoid doing it, yeah. I you avoid doing it or have you stopped doing it? 
Uh, I'm not going to put my hand on my heart and say I'd never do it, but if there's the opportunity to pull over or avoid taking the call, then I do. Why do you do it on those odd occasions? I run a business and at times it's got things going on, etc. that you've got to deal with, that sort of thing. Is it ever acceptable to break the law and to essentially put somebody else's life at risk? I think it depends on the circumstances. I mean, if someone does it in a stupid situation that is dangerous, then fair enough. But you seem to think that you can do it and still be safe? On occasion, yes, if you're on a quiet road, um, nothing is happening around you that is threatening. I think, yes, a proficient driver can cope with it. You're a nuisance and can you stop doing it, please? So you're seeing it, what, every day? Every day, all the time, taxi drivers, various people texting, driving. You can't do it. You need to concentrate on the roads, please, and stop texting. Even taxi drivers are doing Even it. taxi drivers. How often are you seeing people on their mobile phones? Oh, <laughs> uh, quite often, because it's, it's like a normality. People check their phone, their WhatsApp messages. So I don't think people are restricted. I think they just use it constantly. What a very polite lady the uh, penultimate one was. Could you stop doing it, please? Well, someone else who won't be happy about this is Sarah Jane Martin from the Safety Charity Break. Sarah Jane, it, it's completely illegal to use a phone while you're driving, isn't it? It absolutely is, yes. Yeah, you, you and I both know that, you know, anyone sat in their cars now, if they look to their left or to their right or down at their own hands, they'll catch someone doing it. Everyone, not everyone, a significant number of people do it, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that's really concerning when you imagine, you know, um, driving is the most dangerous thing that most people will do on a daily basis. So if you're taking your mind off the task at hand, mind off driving, to look at your phone or to fiddle with the sat-nav or any of those things, then, you know, you could do serious damage if you're travelling, you know, if you're travelling at 40 miles an hour, you can go quite fast and go quite far whilst you're just looking at a text message, for example. It is a big problem, isn't it? And there's a, I mean, there's a story in the paper today of a young woman uh, accused of knocking down an elderly couple. The, 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 there are significant injuries and death, aren't there, as a result of this? Absolutely. It's really, really concerning. And in fact, the, um, if you're, it's, I mean, research has actually shown that if you perform a secondary task at the wheel, like texting, etc., you're two to three more times more likely to cause a crash or be in a crash. So that is that's a huge number. Uh, Thames Valley Police, uh, 700 people in a week. Is this going to have much of an impact, do you think? It really should, but what's disappointing to see is that the, the government is still cutting back on the road traffic police. They're still um, cutting funding to these vital services. So police can only spend a small amounts of time looking and cracking down on these particular areas, like, for example, Thames Valley Police has done it for a week. So hopefully we'd like to see it have a big impact and make people think twice. But what we really need to see is more road traffic police and more funding in that area. What about those um, uh, uh, Bluetooth things? I absolutely hate because you can't hear what anybody's saying on it. You know, the things in the ear. Or uh, there are some people that have even got f fancy cars that, um, you, that take the phone call through the car. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really difficult when you consider, um, you know, driving with a hands-free or with a hands-held. They're just as dangerous as each other. It's just that if you feel that it's part of your vehicle, you know, like some of the really new um, new cars have got it all fitted, like you say, it makes you feel like it's safer, but it's actually not. Oh, so uh, you would uh, suggest, and I don't know what, maybe you know what the law is, but you would suggest those cars where you kind of plug your phone in and the phone call comes through the speaker, that would be inappropriate. Why would that be? 
Um, it's about the, the, it's a bit technical, so sorry for it's 20 past 7 in the morning, but it's about the cognitive distraction. Yeah. So it's about things like, you know, when you're driving down um, a motorway, for example, yep. and you can't remember the last turning because you've been thinking about lots of other things. Yep. Like, that's the kind of distraction that happens whilst you're, oh. um, whilst you're you know, hands-free. Well, in that case, we shouldn't have the radio on in cars or, or talk to people, should we? It's kind of a different thing because you can ignore the people in the car. <laughs> but if you're, but I, you, I've had conversations with, with you, you talk to people when you're driving. Yeah, definitely. But they can see what's coming up um, in front of you, whereas people over the phone can't. OK, and that would have an impact how? It means that they can stop talking. <laughs> when they don't. You're... You know, I was in the car with my mother-in-law last night. They don't stop talking. And also the radio's on as well. So, so we should, I, I, following it to its natural conclusion, if you can't have those phone conversations where the, the phone's plugged in and comes through the speaker, you shouldn't have the radio on, because that's distracting as well, isn't it? It is potentially distracting, but of course you're a radio DJ, so you don't like to think that you might be ignored. <laughs> oh, no, I, don't, I, don't, I couldn't give a stuff. I'm, most people ignore me anyway. But, if, if it, but it's the same thing, isn't it? it it's, it's distracting. It is distracting, but the main thing is that when you're uh, when you're talking to somebody on the phone on a hands-free, that you're thinking about that phone call. It might be a business call, like the the chap said on the phone. So they're, they're a little bit more a little bit more difficult to uh, to ignore than yourself. <laughs> Sarah Jane, good to talk to uh, talk to you. Thank you, Sarah Jane Martin from the uh, cha- safety charity break. Um, Jamie's in Dunsmore. Morning, Jamie. Hi. Good morning. What you got for us, boss? Yeah, I was just listening to one lady said about um, taxi drivers on the mobile. Yeah. Um, I had to go to hospital every day for about three weeks um, a while ago, and every one of those taxi drivers was on their mobile playing games, texting, anything but looking at the road generally. While they were driving? Yeah. They were playing Candy Crush and stuff? Yeah. Flipping heck. Did you not have a word with them and say, hey, come on, fella? Oh, yeah, some of them I did, and it's, I'm amazed police don't pick them up, because none of them had seatbelts on, they're always texting, they're always playing games, and it wasn't like the odd one, I can't, there wasn't a single exception to the rule. Come on, Jamie, you, you, you've used your phone while you're driving, haven't you? I've got a hands-free kit, so I use that. Well, we, 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 we heard there from the lady from break that that's, that's just as dangerous. I, I disagree with that, because it, on a hands-free kit, it's, if something comes up, I just ignore whoever's talking to me. Your brain, you can switch off, and the person just thinks you're ignoring them, that's tough. <laughs> you can easily... Your brain prioritises things, and if something's happening in front, your brain will shut out whatever else is going on in the background, See, including who you're talking to. I don't know if Sarah Jane's a parent, but I, I don't, and I don't know if you've ever driven with kids in the car. It's a distraction. Oh, yeah. It's a massive distraction. Obviously, you're focusing on the road because you don't want to have a crash, you don't want to hurt your kids, but they are flipping distracting, aren't they? And, um, you know, all right, let's be honest. As parents, we've all reached around to pick up the toy that they've dropped on the floor while you're driving. We've all leant back to give them a, a bottle of water or something, haven't we? Yeah, I'd say children are far more... Cause I've got, I had a little boy, and um, I'd say he was far more distracting than a hands-free kit ever was. Jamie, thank you very much. I probably shouldn't admit that. <coughs> the, you're right, sorry. Sorry, wrong, wrong hole. <laughs> always, always. Or you admit? Always awkward. Um, uh, you've completely thrown me there. That I, that you know, with the kids in the back of the car, I've done the thing of while I'm driving, reaching around and picking up the toy that's been dropped on the floor. Because they're driving you nuts. Yeah, because they're driving you nuts. I've been tempted. I have to stop myself. Very tempting. They always make it. They always lob it down like some sort of crack or crevice, impossible to retrieve. And I don't have as long arms as you, obviously. Okay, well, that's, that's interesting that you say what that. What are you doing that motion for? Um, motion of the ocean, isn't it? Mm. Pat's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Pat. Good morning. What you got for us, Pat? Oh, mobile phone users. Yep. The subject that, you know, a lot of us hate, that we love talking about. 
Um, and that's all we're doing, talking about it, because the police are just absolutely useless in trying to solve this problem or do something about it. Well, they've, in Thames Valley, they've, they've nicked 700 people in a week. That's doing something, isn't it? Yeah, but what about Bedfordshire Police? How many have they nicked in a week? <laughs> I don't think they've nicked any in a week, Pat. No, exactly. I think what it is, you know, when you get people saying, oh, at Christmas time we're going to do a drink-drive uh, campaign and we're going to pull people over, well, the stats are showing that you're more likely to be killed with someone using a mobile phone. So why don't they start having gatherings at certain points pulling people over so we can see they're actually doing something active about it? But the thing is, right, um, it would cost... It would cripple the police if they were constantly monitoring roads to watch people using their mobile phones. Well, it's better than crippling a person, isn't it? I'm going to give you that one, Pat. I can't. You snatched it out of my hands. About time and all. <laughs> oh, Pat, thank you. Fair play. He pwned me. Oh, he pwned me. Uh, as, as a, a pwning is attempting to take place on Twitter. Is it? Richard Stay oh. uh, has... <laughs> He's a serial ponist. <laughs> um, Richard Stay uh, said, as I said, Ian Lee, the event at Milton Keynes Stadium is uh, an LABC regional event Represents building control folk. It's not a CBC event. Okay, it's on the Central Beds uh, uh, website, but okay, point taken. He goes on to say, so point stands re Luton Council spend sixty thousand pounds at a five star hotel. Doubt it would happen in Central Beds. Hashtag Champagne Socialism. Then Martin Pantling, um, who's a pianist, says, uh, actually no, Richard, as private money to support promotion of town. Uh, inter- anyway, I, leave me out of it, guys. Hashtag and stop. on it goes. On uh, it goes. Expect this for the next month. Um, I've put something out on Twitter. I think people can get hold of today. Yep. Network Rail say women and drunks are the most likely to fall down the gap. <laughs> what Dr- about, drunk, what about wi- drunk women? Drunk women? What have you fallen down? Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's a lane closed just between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 11 for Dunstable Road because of an accident. That's causing queues and it's also stop-start southbound on the M1 between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 9 for Redbourne because of another accident that's now on the hard shoulder. The A5 is blocked in both direct directions because of an accident at Lynch Hill and that's causing delays to Church Street and also from West Street. And in Woburn on the Woburn Road, there's reports that an obstruction is in the road Asbury Lane because a grey car has been abandoned in the road there. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Conservatives are criticising Labour-run Luton Borough Council for spending £60,000 in the last three years at the five-star Luton Who Hotel. The council says the money was spent by the Love Luton campaign, which is funded entirely by local private sector partners. Thames Valley Police say they're disappointed after hundreds of drivers were stopped for using a mobile phone during a week-long campaign. Over 700 motorists were stopped, including 136 in Buckinghamshire. And treasure discovered by a metal detector enthusiast in Buckinghamshire goes on display at the British Museum this morning. One of the largest Anglo-Saxon hoards ever found in Britain was discovered in the village of Lenborough near Buckingham in December. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Milton Keynes Dons lost 2-1 at Bradford last night and missed the chance to go back to the top of League One. Carl Robinson's side had taken the lead early in the second half through Delhi Alley, but came unstuck in the Bradford mud. They have better players to play on that type of surface than what we do, and we couldn't match them. We tried our damnedest to play a little bit longer and a little bit different to how we normally play. Um, you can see it just doesn't suit us. Tonight, Watford make the short trip to fellow championship promotion contenders Brentford. His manager, Slavisa Jukanovic. I expect it's not going to happen something similar to the last game where we play away game. It's important for, for us. It's all the game is important and uh, Brentford now is first what is front, uh, front of us. Uh, Brentford played good game. In League Two, Wickham hosts Plymouth, Stevenage return to Bury, and Luton host York. The Hatters' new signings, Ryan Hall and Nathan Adua, could make their first home appearances. Striker Jaden Stockley is impressed by Spurs youngster Adua. I know he's very direct. He's one of them players that you just want to give the ball to, uh, especially me, me just being a, a lump in the box. So I'll stay in the box and just give it to the players that are better on the ball. So uh, I give it to him and uh, let him do his magic and hopefully. Uh, I can capitalise on that. And there's full commentary on the matches involving Watford, Wickham, Stevenage and Luton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven. There are four Premier League matches tonight, including Arsenal versus Leicester and Liverpool at home to Tottenham. Boreham Wood are back on top of Conference South after a 3-0 win at Farnborough last night. Tonight, St Albans are away to Haventon and Waterlooville. And Ryehouse Speedway in Hertfordshire has been sold to local businessman and touring car driver Warren Scott. He's taken over the stadium and ownership of the club, although long-serving owner Len Silver will still run the Speedway team. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. I'm being eaten by a boring contractor. I'm being eaten by a lower constrictor. I'm being eaten by a boa constrictor. And it goes like this. Swallow my toe. Oh gee, oh gee, swallow money, he swallow money. Oh heck, oh heck, it's what my neck, it's up to my neck. Oh dread, oh dread, it's one of my Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm feeling I'm feeling sexy. Oh gosh. No, I'm feeling a little um sexy. I am feeling a little bit off kilter today. Mm. Just, I'm just feeling that I've got that kind of slightly dull... Is it your hair? Sorry? Is it your hair? No, my hair's looking good today, I think. Um, oh. Is it the shirt? No. Mm. I just feel a little bit... Do you know what I mean? I'm a little bit... There's a delay going on. There's a slight delay going on in the old... Uh, noggin. The old noggin. Exactly the word I was going to use. But delayed. What are we talking about, Catherine Boyle, today? Drunk women falling down things. Yep. What if you've fallen down? Thank you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Apparently, yep. uh, Network Rail says that dr- drunk people and women are more likely to not mind the gap. Yep. Or mind it as they that seek gap. Money. It's big sometimes. Really scares me. You could live in that gap. I could. I do. Yeah. What? So there's that. There's also um, Mother's Pride. Yep. What you're proud of. Yep. And also wrong hole. And wrong hole. Ever been down the wrong hole? And grandparents. Where did wrong hole come from? Because uh, I had some coffee, went down the wrong hole. Oh. Nearly needed the Heimlich. It's a good job you were paying attention. 
I've done the Heimlich. It's so satisfying when a bit of food comes flying out I'd across the room and you save someone's life. I, I'd be frightened of breaking someone's No, ribs. mate, you've got to go for it. You have got to go for it! You Seconds can. count. Lives are on the line. This person could die. It's down to you to really squeeze them tight. Don't follow this advice at home. Do you it! Have to do the Heimlich manoeuvre. I you saved... Put your arm around the soft part? Or no, the you, you, you make a fist and you put it in there. Right there, <gasps> the solar plexus. Like that. And you really got to... And a chicken out. bone goes flying out. I saved my mother's life. What a fool! I could have got all the inheritance Does money. That, that means you're winning, though, right? One nil. In the will. I'm winning in the will, although there ain't much money left. She spent it all on chicken bones. And care. <laughs> John's on the line. Good morning, John. Hello. Hello, John. What have you got for us this morning? Been talking about mobile phones, whether it be hands held or hands free or held in the hand. Hands held, hands free or held in the hands. Yes. Which would you go for? Um, ideally, obviously, uh, hands-free. Yep. Um, obviously, uh, Whilst driving, of course. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, no point in being hands-free if you're not driving. You may have no hands. Um, but if they're classing it as a distraction... Yep. Um, how do we get on with when you're belting up the motorway, sort of 70-plus-ish? Sorry, uh, John! Breaking the law, breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah, not during the day, I'm limited to 56. OK, but at night time, it's anything goes. As we know, the uh, speed limit is uh, removed at 9pm. It's not. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got all these uh, fields with... Um, half lorry trailers and stuff. Advertise your business here. Oh, yeah. And no one ever advertises their business there. And the fact that, that an advertise your business there isn't getting any phone calls would imply that that's not a very good place to advertise. But you still see them and get distracted. Oh, that's my case, Your Honour. <laughs> and also, also up, I haven't been up there for up? a little while. Yeah. Uh, Luton Airport. Yeah. They, on the approach to Luton Airport, they used to have lampposts with advertise your business here and, oh. and businesses flags hanging off a lamppost yeah flags uh, surely flags. they should be banned I think that, well I think those ones are bad things like old school reunion and uh, bad boys 96 uh, comeback and earn money from home yeah I think those are banned it's just dodge pots that go and hang those up isn't it no it's not not, not those ones oh they actually have, at the top of the lamppost, great big banners hanging oh, down actually. oh I know what you mean I know what you mean yeah yeah well I did start a campaign that lasted all of about 20 minutes on this show a couple of years ago of getting rid of street furniture. I don't think you, there's, there's too, there are too many signs, there are too many bits and pieces up about on the streets. How do you feel about bollards? Beg your pardon? I mean, that's street furniture. That's yeah. necessary, isn't it? No, I'm talking about signage, mate. Stop being facetious. I'm with John. There's too much signage. And as I've said, rid of it all. And I've said before, John, yeah. and this is cold, let's ban those roadside tributes. The roadside memorials, you know, the teddy bear that's tied to some railings or the, the, the flowers that are dying where someone else died. I just get rid of those. They're distracting. I can, underst I can understand the parent wanting to put yeah? a, a bunch of flowers, but not like 50 bunches of flowers. And like, so once they've, well, you know, leave them up there for a week and then go and no, take them. No, I see, I don't away. think, because they, they, they distract me. I, I'm able to, I think, pretty much ignore uh, uh, um, billboards and advertising hoardings and things like that. I can pretty much... And although some of those um, Marks and Spencer posters are a little bit blue, have you seen them? They're a little bit raunchy. That's distracting to the old eye. I saw one on the side of a vehicle the, uh, yesterday yeah. um, on an Arctic trailer. Yeah. It was um, virtually a naked lady with just a circle over a, a top section oh, and yeah. then a pair of skimpy bottom sections. But obviously, you look in and think, cool. 
Lovely. Top that section one. and the bottom section? Yes. Covered by a yeah. circle? It's filth. <laughs> But I, I can ignore most of those. I can ignore nudie women on vans, OK? But the uh, the roads... What are you shouting at you? <laughs> I've never... Uh, have you ever... OK, here we go. Uh-oh. Hands up, who's ever driven along the road naked? Can you see my hand up? Oh, John, I can. Thank We're going to let you go. Thank you very much. Haven't one of you done it? <laughs> no, my no. mate has. Oh, wait, OK. I knew that there was a story somewhere. <laughs> Drove along the road naked. Now, when, as a young man growing up reading um, adult literature, uh, in the letters section, this was always happening, apparently. <laughs> this was always happening, and I, yeah, I've never come across it. Kelly, tell us more. Um, they were a couple, and they thought it would be really funny... So they took off all their clothes, what? and as they drove past people, they did the running thing, you know, when you pretend that you're running. <laughs> <laughs> I think that classifies as a distraction. And the police should be cracking down, and that's probably the operative word, on that kind of behaviour, shouldn't they? 08459 455 555. Have you ever driven... OK, where have you been... This is it, this is it. Where have you been naked that you shouldn't have been naked? That's it. That'll do. 08459 455555. There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down the road is where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down. Until tomorrow. Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my own on this show. He's busy. What's he doing? Supplying our needs. Is he seeing the uh, insane clown posse? Yeah. Yeah. 
Better be. Okay, well, so that, that you're right. That the breakfast is more, but the content of my guts is more important than the content of the show. Can I just say that the couple I was talking about earlier are no longer together, so they're probably oh. not doing so that. So their attempts to keep things spicy anymore. failed. Never so keep your clothes on. Where have you been naked when you shouldn't have been naked? I know it's a very specific oh. question. You, oh, a cast pulled a face. I've just had a tweet through from a um, friend of the show. Oh, yeah. The one who showed us his. Oh, he's, I bet he's been naked all the time. He went to the pub with an ex-girlfriend who was nude under yeah. his long trench coat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought yeah, that yeah. only happened in select magazines. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh. <laughs> I've got Sean Timoney and Richard Stay having a massive Barney on my Twitter feed, including me. Sean, you should, Sean, you should have come on this morning. Yeah. Should have come on this morning. You still time if you want to give us a ring. Yeah, please do. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Otherwise, we're just going to end up talking about naked people, which is not as exciting as it sounds. No. I don't uh, think it's very practical. No, I mean, I, I, I hate being nude. Mm. I hate it, really is. Dennis is on Junction 11 of the Motorway 1. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning. Are you clothed? I am at the moment. Good. Oh, OK. Oh, are, you, are you not always? No. <laughs> Tell me more. And there are times I wander around with no clothes on. Where, where do you do the running? <laughs> in my front room. <laughs> in your front room? Yeah. The only room I'm na- the only two rooms I'm naked in in my house are my bathroom, sometimes my bedroom, but generally it's just the bathroom. I'm all over the house sometimes. Oh, you dirty. <laughs> you di- Look, isn't that filth? That's the laugh of a deviant as well. <laughs> that really is an unpleasant laugh. Is that what you've called in for, Dennis, to show off about your nudity? No. Oh, go on then. No, I was calling about um, something that happened on the road yesterday. Oh, yeah. Coming, coming home from work. Go on, tell me. A car was swerving all over the motorway. Oh. Like from lane three to lane two and then back into lane three. Yeah. I would never pull up alongside him. He was using his mobile phone. And it annoyed me so much, I ran down my window and I had a right go at him. Yeah, because that's safe, arguing with people while you're driving down the motorway at 70 miles an hour, Dennis. Naked. We had stopped. He'd stopped. We had stopped. Okay. And what did he say? He was like, what have I done? What have I done sort of thing? And he's got the mobile phone in his hand saying, what have I done? What have I done? And I said to him, get off your mobile device. What? Get off your phone. Get off your phone. Yeah, phone. And you... I don't know what you're talking about. And then he took off and he started swerving all over the road again. And I said to him, I, I pulled up next to him again and then we stopped. And I said to him, look, get off your phone or I'm going to call the police. Well, hang on, then you would have been on your phone. Yeah, but my phone's in hand three. His wasn't. Hey, you should have rammed into him, Dennis. I, yeah, I thought about it, you know, but I would have been standing. Actually, yeah, no, I just remembered, we're on the radio, on the BBC. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have r- rammed into him, Dennis. Outrageous we're suggestion. We're strictly no ramming show. Well, it's a pedigree Pete. Hello, my friend, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Where have you been naked where you shouldn't have been? Uh, on the roundabout by Tesco's and the halfway house. I'm tempted to leave it there, but I've got to know more. What on earth was going on? I'm, so, I'm guessing you were drunk. Uh, I was. It was. It was my. It was my stag do. Oh. And uh, I was uh, unfortunately unveiled, put in a Tesco's trolley, sat in the middle of the roundabout until uh, I was arrested. 
And did you... Uh, <laughs> did they allow you to dress um, before they put you in the slammer or were you in there in the nud? Uh, I was uh, I was covered in um, Vaseline and you know when you have these paper clippers that make holes in the paper? Yes. I was absolutely covered and smothered in those. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Uh, so, where have you been naked when you shouldn't have been? And also, I was thinking he was going to say he'd been handcuffed. What have you been tied to? 08459 455555. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's been an accident between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 11 for Dunstable Road. That means there's a lane close that's causing delays and it's also very slow on the M1 southbound. It's stop start from Junction 12 for Flittick to Junction 9 for Redbourne because of an accident that's now on the hard shoulder. On the A5, that's partially blocked in both directions at Lynch Hill. It's causing delays west from West Street southbound because of an accident involving three cars. And on the A1 Great North Road, looking at the speed sensors, it's very slow from the Kimbolton turn off to the Black Cat roundabout. That's because of the road works. In Woburn, Woburn Road is still partially blocked at the Aspley Lane because of a car that's there being abandoned in the road and in Marlow on the A44 northbound that's looking very busy at the moment around the Marlow Junction and the M40 Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross Roundabout. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.47, it's Tuesday the 10th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council is being criticised for spending £60,000 in the last three years at the five-star Luton Who. Thames, Va- uh, Thames Valley Police say hundreds of motorists were stopped during a week-long campaign targeting the use of mobile phones while driving. And in sport, Milton Keynes Dons missed the chance to go top of League One after losing 2-1 at Bradford last night. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Met Office has a yellow weather warning in force this morning for fog. Now, we have some fairly dense patches across some areas and also the temperature just teetering on zero. Now, most places, Buckinghamshire now above zero, but parts of Hertfordshire and Bedfordshire still at zero. So any mist and fog you do get could possibly freeze. So that's causing some problems out on the roads this morning. Um, but most places, as I said, just sneaking up above now. So that's less of a risk. The mist and fog unlikely to clear for the next couple of hours or so though so that's still a problem now once it does lift mid-morning onwards it's going to be a predominantly cloudy day one or two breaks this afternoon with maybe a little bit of sunshine but the maximum temperature struggling up to around seven celsius overnight tonight again it's a repeat performance cloudy one or two breaks and in those breaks we could see the temperature drop down to zero which could lead to a sparkle or two of frost but also some mist and fog possibly going to form in those as well so it is a repeat performance could get um, some problems tomorrow morning uh, with some freezing fog perhaps most places however staying above zero towns and cities especially and it's a similar sort of day rather cloudy some bright spells in the afternoon temperatures up at seven celsius and that's your forecast Every weekday morning. Let me get on with your consumer problems. Should I expect it to last as a £350 TV or a £250 TV? Jonathan Vernon Smith. Have you gone back to the retailer? I went and spoke to the company that you'd paid the money to. The JBS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. So I emailed again and reminded them of the statutory rights which I've heard in your programme. If you need our help, email jbsshow at bbc.co.uk. They've backed down and they have put in writing to me that I no longer owe the money. And we could do the same for you. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Your team is fantastic because you look after the people. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
when you shouldn't have done uh, and uh, what have you been tied to? Uh, Paul's in Northampton. Morning, Paul. Yeah, good morning, Ian. What have you got for us, boss? Um, I'm just curious. Um, they're on about police um, enforcing the laws of using mobile phones oh, yeah. and other things whilst driving. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if anyone's an avid TV fan and radio, like oh, yeah. myself, um, but there's, the TV is awash with police programmes of various types, road wars, um, Brit Zero Tolerance, um, police interceptors and so on. Police interceptors? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just a little... <laughs> I don't know I police just... interceptors, I've not heard of that one. Ah, right. Well, there's probably about 20 different programmes on during the week, um, all, all about police and what they do. But anyways, the, the curious thing is, is regularly yeah. um, you see police officers doing all the things that they will prosecu- get you prosecuted for. Um, now, I understand they do a bit of training and so on, but wouldn't it be better than instead of on... TV for the millions of people to see them driving without seatbelts in ev- all kinds of situations, whether it just be normal driving down the road or chasing people, crossing their hands, using radios and mobile phones. There's, there's even um, pictures that go around on Facebook regularly of police officers driving transit vans on the texting on the mobile phone. Well, I've never seen any of these pictures, but also, they, if, they, if, they're, if they're doing a blue light job, then they have had special training. They've had advanced dri- uh, driving lessons, haven't they? Yes, as I said earlier, in all kinds of situations and when driving normally. Which means, you know, they've got, they're just driving down the road as any other motorist. I've never seen any... a copper. I've never seen a copper driving down the road using a mobile phone. I have regularly. You see it on TV, um, Ian. You know, right. and I, I would have thought right. programs like that would right. not put that on. Why you, would want, they? You, you, what, you want censorship? You know. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying it's portraying a bad thing. You know, they're showing police doing the things that they're telling us not to do in situations when they should not be doing it themselves. Paul, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Now, last year, spoke to a gentleman from Luton who's so fed up with people parking on the pavement that he's launched a one-man cam- campaign. David Bikini has been taking details of vehicles who get in the way of his mobility scooter, meaning that he has to go in the road or go round or sometimes even take different routes altogether. Well, Dadpop is the uh, the name of uh, the organisation that uh, he's, he's set up. And if anyone is wondering uh, where Dadpop comes from, well, listen to this clip from last year. Dadpop. Where did that idea come from? Um, it came from my, my brain. Now, David is... Um, this, I, I'm really proud of this because I feel in a very, very tiny way, Catherine, we are slightly responsible for some of the, the success and the attention that uh, Dad Pop is getting. Very slightly. Well, you egged him on, didn't you, last year? Yeah. He was about to give it all up. He was about it to give worth it. it. He's got a Facebook campaign and he's feeling a little bit down in the dumps and we, and with, uh, with uh, the help from Justin, kind of boosted his, his confidence. And, well, it's starting to pay off, isn't it? Morning, David. Good morning, young man. I'm surprised you had the time to speak to us this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, after <laughs> last night's television appearance, I didn't see it. I haven't. Got, I can't get angry on my TV. <laughs> okay. Well, Catherine, you watched. It was on BBC One, David. 
Yeah, I know, but it's Anglia, and I can only get London. Oh, I see. Well, Catherine, sorry, I Catherine, saw you, what I... was he on and what was he doing? You were on Inside Out, and you were put, you were putting people straight. I saw you talking to um, David, what was his name, sorry, Dave Taylor from Luton, the yeah. councillor, uh, and you were taking him to task over his, what you think is the inability to use the road regulations as well as you do. Well, that's true, because at the moment, if you if we all revert back to um, a couple of years ago, London banned all parking on pavements in London uh, from everybody, but it's a law that is um, use, it's, it's suitable to be used all over the world. Unfortunately, the rest of the country don't use it. It's only in London where they're doing it, and I'm trying to get the rest of the country to abide by it. So uh, it's still an ongoing problem, is it, David? How often do you come across this problem where you're in your your um, uh, your electric uh, chair or your buggy and you can't go down the pavement because there's a car in the way? Yeah, well, let me tell you, um, over the weekend, I came out of Harry Scott Court to go down Torrington Road to go shopping in Sundon Park and unfortunately I had to go on the road four times because three cars were completely parked on the pavement. Yeah. So it still happens. And what do you do when you see this? You take a picture and uh, put it on your Facebook page? Well, I've been, yeah, I've, I've been taking a picture. I haven't put them on the Facebook page at the moment because, unfortunately, my computer's down. So. Oh, you're always <laughs> having problems with your computer, David. Yeah, well, I'm not very computer-friendly, I'm afraid. No, no. <laughs> Listen, what is, what is the Facebook page? So people want to come and have a look... Uh, I'm going to see it, if I can find it. Look, hang on a minute. Dad Pop, let's have a little look. Let's have a little look. Dad Pop, here we go. We've got 152 likes. Uh, yeah, facebook.com forward slash Dad Pop Luton. That's right. If people want to come and have a little look and uh, they can... Um, look, someone yesterday posted Dad Pop... This was after they'd seen the TV show. Um, Dad Pop is a great idea. It should be extended to the abuse of disabled vehicles. Yeah. Um, and here we go, Daryl Brooks. This, again, loads of people posting because they saw you on the telly. That, well, that's what the, that was the idea of it. The more publicity I get, the more people are going to get to know about Dad Pop and the more response I'm going to get, the more helpers I'm going to get. Daryl says, I disagree with the police and the council stance, stance on the Dad Pop feature on Inside Out. Unless a vehicle was dropped on the pavement, it would have to have been driven on the pavement to be parked there. Correct. So lots of support. It, it does annoy me. As you know, David, my mum's in a wheelchair. Whenever I park, and sometimes you have to park on the pavement. Yeah. Uh, no. And sometimes you're allowed to. But whenever I do, I always, always make sure that there's room that you can get buggies through there, you can get wheelchairs, yeah. you can go, because otherwise it's just selfish and it's unfair. That is exactly the way I... And that is what I'm trying to educate drivers to do. I have no objection to people if they've got to put two wheels on the kerb. But if they're going to park their car on the pavement in such a way that it obstructs other people, including uh, mothers with children and disabled, blind, all sorts of other people, you know, even the old people walking their dogs can often get into trouble with it. And it needs to... We need to change the attitude of the driver. That's all it is. David, listen, uh, we got really excited when we heard you are going to be on the TV and Ka uh, Catherine was sending me pictures. I've got to be surprised, David, having not seen you uh, from behind before, I'm surprised you're sporting the ponytail. <laughs> you look a bit, well, I... got a bit of the Mick Fleetwoods about you. I'm sorry about that. I made a, pl I made a uh, promise to one of my friends before he died that I'd never cut my hair again. Did you really? Yes, I did. What, can I ask why? Why was that so significant to your friend? Um, it was a, a running joke between the two of us. Uh, I always had a bald head, and we were, he was on his deathbed, and he <laughs> said to me, you, you bald old coot, he said, you'll never grow your hair, and I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to grow it now, never cut it. Oh! And that's what I did. That, and how long, how long ago was that, David? 
Two years. Oh, well, I'm sorry for the loss of your friend, but I'm I also I'm sorry that you lost a friend who's obviously got a brilliant sense of humour and enjoyed <laughs> winding you up. <laughs> David, that's brilliant. It's good, always good to talk to you. We'll speak to you again in a few months, I'm sure. Thank you very much indeed. Best if something comes up, I'll let you know. Thank you very much. The best of luck. Oh. A deathbed promise. Ladies and gentlemen. When have you been naked when you shouldn't have been? What have you been tied to? What have you agreed to on someone's deathbed and regretted? And what have you fallen down? What have you fallen down? And if you were on your deathbed, what would you get someone to do? Oh, I already know my famous last word. Go on. The treasure's in the... Exactly. Let them run round. We got any taxes? We've got a we've got a tweet through from Paul. I think we can deal with straight away. Go on. Do you know why Baldock is so congested this morning? Is awful. Do you know? Call me now. I wait four five nine, four double five. Five double five is the telephone number. What are you doing? Just seen Justin turn up. Has he been to the clown? We're, clown. we're watching him on CCTV. Let's see if he is empty-handed or whether he may enter the building. He, no, he, he's full-handed. I have faith in the deals. He's got a bag. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Dealey uh, on uh, on your dollar is um, going to visit the insane clown to get us some breakfast. You've got to love it. Never got this from Lockwood. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's a lane closed between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 11 for Dunstable Road because of an accident involving a car and a lorry. It's very busy there because of that. Also on the M1 southbound, it's stop-start between Junction 12 for Flitwick to Junction 9 for Redbourne because of a separate accident. On the A5, it's partially blocked in both directions at Lynch Hill and that's causing queues at their west southbound from Church Street. On the A1 Great North Road, it's looking very busy between the Black Cat Roundabout and the Kim Bolton Turnoff. And in High Wycombe on the A4 it's very busy into the centre of High Wycombe. They're looking at the speed sensors. On the M25, anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40, but there are no major delays reported at the moment on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines Luton Council criticised over Luton Who's spending. Police in Buckinghamshire target drivers on the phone, and Milton Keynes Don's stuck in the mud at Bradford. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Conservatives are criticising Labour run Luton Borough Council for spending £60,000 in the last three years at the five star luxury Luton Who Hotel on food, drink, and room hire. The Council says the money was spent by the Love Luton campaign, which is funded entirely by local private sector to partners. Richard Stay is a Conservative councillor in neighbouring central Bedfordshire. Regardless of where that 60 grand came from, there is something very odd about a Labour-run council that's putting up council tax and cutting services that feels it's OK to spend 60 grand at a five-star hotel. Thames Valley Police say they're disappointed after hundreds of drivers were stopped for using a mobile phone during a week-long campaign. Over 700 motorists were stopped, including 136 in Buckinghamshire. Matt Stockdale is from Milton Keynes-based website policewitness.com, which helps the police submit videos of careless or dangerous driving to the police. Hats off to Thames Valley for catching so many in a week. 
Um, but the public have been just as just as busy. Um, we sometimes receive hundreds of incidents each week, and over the past 18 months, the general public have been responsible for several hundred prosecution outcomes. Police in Bath have removed a lorry from the scene of a crash yesterday afternoon during which it careered down a hill, colliding with cars and pedestrians, leaving four people dead, among them a young girl. The accident happened close to a primary school just as parents were collecting their children. The lorry driver is among several people being treated in hospital. Chief Inspector Norman Pascal has briefed reporters this morning. The scene was a picture of um, sheer devastation. The lorry had tipped on its side, damaging walls, damaging lampposts. The HGV was taken away this morning and it will be taken to a centre and again it will be re-examined. We'll also speak to the driver of the vehicle, hopefully later on today if this condition allows, um, so we can establish exactly um, what the cause of this incident was. A 25-year-old man will appear in court today accused of attacking a disabled pensioner in Gateshead. Alan Barnes's plight led to an online appeal that raised £330,000. Treasure discovered by a metal detector enthusiast in Buckinghamshire goes on display at the British Museum this morning. One of the largest Anglo-Saxon hoards ever found in Britain was discovered in the village of Lenborough near Buckingham in December. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons lost 2-1 at Bradford last night and missed the chance to go back to the top of League One. Carl Robinson's side had taken the lead through Delhi Alley but came unstuck in the Bradford mud. I thought Delhi tonight was one of his worst games. Every time he tried to run with the ball, he kept hitting him on the knee or the thigh. All of our players who have been effective for us over recent weeks as well are to do what they normally do and travel with the ball and excite people and, and we have to accept that. They were, they were better than us today. They were better than us playing on this pitch. Tonight, Watford go to Brentford, Wickham host Plymouth, Luton are at home to York and Stevenage host Bury. The weather, early mist and freezing fog will clear, but it will stay mainly cloudy. Some bright or sunny spells this afternoon. A maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Brain food has been ingested. Brain is activated. Could eat more. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So, lots to talk about. But the main questions are, where and when have you been naked when you shouldn't have been? Particularly if you've ever driven naked. What have you been tied to? What have you fallen down? Deathbed Promises, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. My, um, my, my ambition, and I, I, I haven't got a will, I need to get a will, but I do want to put that thing in the will where my family can only inherit my worldly goods if they spend the night in a haunted house. Yes, do a video. Yep. You've got to do a video. If you're watching this video, that means I'm dead. Don't cry. Don't cry. All right, cry a bit. A bit more than that. Um, that yeah, do a video, a death video. Mm-hmm. If you're watching this video, that means I'm dead. And you can do various alternative endings. <laughs> i tell you what I miss. Those video games, uh, the, 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 actually on VHS tapes or on DVD. Yes. Where, like, um, uh, uh, murder games or, you know, they were kind of adventure games. Where you'd Didn't sit... you have a, a board game alongside them? Yeah. Sometimes? And it was, now play track five. We, uh, one Christmas, my mum used to love, years ago, used to love Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when it was new. So I bought her the DVD game of it, right? I've got that. And I said to her, jokingly, oh, by the way, if you, if you win it, you actually win a million pounds. You fill in a form and you, you, you send it off. 
And she got to the million pounds and she thought she'd won a million pounds. She's such a div, my mum. She's such a div. So how did you get around that? I had to steal a million pounds from Chris oh. Tarrant and give it to her. Did he mind? With my mind. No, did he mind? Um, with my mind. No, but did he mind? With, with my, my mind. mind. Ask it again, go on. Oh, seriously, I'll answer it properly. Did he mind? With, with my, my mind. mind. No, you've got, you've got a diddy mind. With my, my mind. mind. Go on, one more time and I'll answer it properly. Diddy mind. With, With my, my mind. mind. Now, the Conservatives are criticising Luton's Labour-led council for spending thousands of pounds entertaining guests at the five-star Loon Who Hotel? Yes, Luton Who. Election campaign alert, guys. It's going to get nasty for the next few months. The figure of £60,000 was uncovered by Katie Redmond, who's look, uh, um, the, uh, looking to unseat Gavin Shuka as MP for Luton South. I don't know what you're laughing for. This is written in, in um, a foreign language and I'm translating it for you. The Borough Council says the money was spent by the Love Luton campaign, which is funded by private sponsorship, but admits the money is held in the borough coffers. Well, Lindsay Frostick chairs Love Luton's steering group. Morning, Lindsay. Morning. Just for, for those who don't know, what is Love Luton? So, Love Luton is a group of private businesses and massive employers across the town who come together to promote a positive image of Luton, both within the town and the community and outside on a national and international scale. And who decides who gets to spend the Love Luton money? The um, steering group, which is made up of a member of each of the main sponsors. Now, part of the confusion here, Lindsay, is this 60 grand that's been spent, it's in the, cent it's in the, the Luton's bank account. Why is it in there and not in a separate bank account? Um, well, when Love Luton was originally formed um, nearly five years ago as part of the city status bid, that was why we originally all came together. Yeah. Um, and that particular initiative, the city status bid, was led by Luton Borough Council and the um, companies that got involved obviously put money towards that application and um, sponsored the kind of whole year's events around that. Um, and at that time, the council offered to provide the admin part of the bank account, um, which was agreed by the steering group. And it's stayed there ever since. And it's important that it's somewhere that we'll always have access. It, it's by someone who's trusted. And obviously, the contacts at the companies that are part of Love Luton do change from year to year. We've been going for five years now. Um, so it's important there's some consistency. So the council just provide the admin of taking the money in and then spending the money out. Okay. Now, you spent a third of your annual budget in one year on Luton Who. That does seem a little excessive, <clears> doesn't it? Um, right, the £60,000 is between 2012 and 2015. Yep. So that's four separate years, and 60000 divided by four is 15000 So um, that's not a well, whole, our whole well, budget at all. In 2013-2014, it was £35,000. Yeah, so that was some of the previous year and some of this next year coming up as okay. well. Why? And it's for, a lot of this is for an awards ceremony. What, what, what's so special about these awards? Um, well, clearly you've not been to the Ian, and anyone who has will tell you why they are so special. Um, we invite over 300 people from Luton who um, contribute to the community, either through volunteering or through bravery um, or providing opportunities that some of the people in the town don't have. And we recognise their commitment and um, pride in the town as part of that event. It's five years um, strong now, yeah. and it attracts an amazing amount of attention. Instead of having a posh do, uh, a posh hotel with posh dinners where everyone's dressed up smart and, and slapping each other on the back, why not donate to their causes? Oh, 
Well, we do that as well. So, but um, I think award ceremonies would go a long way, wouldn't it? Well, it would, but I think award ceremonies are particularly important, and you'll have been to some yourself for radio awards. I imagine they're on a, a similar grand scale. Yeah, they're silly. Uh, well, you, I'm sure you went, Ian. Yeah, um, I went, but I, I, but, but I, I do stand by the thing. An award. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. of course I did, but I stand by the thing that they're, they're silly. They're, 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 award ceremonies, you know, I, 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 listen, I do well enough. I'm not bothered about awards. They're, they are silly. When people are getting grants cut, to spend 35 grand on something like this is a little bit um, it's obscene, isn't it? Not at all, because it's not 35 grand on one event, and that's quite important. The other thing is, is that Love Luton promotes pride in the town, and it offers a huge amount back to the community. We offer events right across the town. Why and a not huge number the, uh... I'm sorry, I'll just finish. A, okay, a huge yeah. number of people have benefited from the events that we've done. So I think it's really important to remember what's good about Love Luton and the, and the good work you're, it's you're doing. You're right, you're right. I mean, I live in Luton, so, so I'm a resident of Luton, yeah. so if the council were wasting money, I'd be a bit yeah. peeved about that, but I You're know right. full well they're not. You're right. Why aren't the awards in Luton, then? Um, because there's not a hotel that can accommodate that size event, unfortunately. Oh, so Luton's not that great, then? Luton is that great, yeah. But you, you, there's nowhere that you can have an award for people... Who, it does sound a little bit odd, Lindsay, having an award for people who've done great things in Luton, but not having it What's in it, Luton. What's a place called Luton who? Mm. Yeah, but it's not in Luton. Well, some... It's quite, it might be called Luton, though, but it's not in Luton, is it? Well, we're talking boundaries now. Um, yeah. I think Luton Who offers a um, really nice opportunity for people to go to visit a five-star hotel. A lot of people might not have the opportunity to do that on a regular basis. So it's a treat, and it's a reward for their hard work. It's a reward. You, listen, you've obviously been caught up in all these politics, and it's all kicking off on, on my Twitter feed. No, well, I, I'm not caught up in the politics, and I wouldn't entertain that. What well, I'm you, very well, um, positive about is what Love Luton does and what well, he but does you, But well. the very fact that you're on talking about this, the very fact that this figure has been released, the very fact that, 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 that it's being talked about, it, you, you are caught up in the politics, and you sound angry. No, I'm just disappointed when something like Love Luton that only does good stuff um, is caught up in somebody um, just trying to promote themselves. It's Pol very the politics disappointing. of it, yeah. 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 And so I'm here just to justify well, good what you. we do. Good for you, Lindsay. Always good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. Uh, Lindsay Frostick there. Um, uh, yeah, I've been to award ceremonies begrudgingly. Do you know why I went to uh, um, the two of the three award ceremonies? Because I was told I had to go. Pointless. Uh, not necessarily saying this is the case in this instance, but I'm not... Uh, you know, don't, don't play the you've been to award ceremonies card on me. Hate them. Pointless. Silly. Uh, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number uh, if you want to give us uh, a call. Sean, Sean Timoney. Right, I'm going to tweet her. Either come on the radio or leave me out of your tweets, please. Right. Uh, who's on Fader 1? Ramesh. Good morning, Ramesh. Good morning. What would you like to say, Ramesh? I would like to say something about the uh, council tax. Yes. The co government offers the council the money every year to, you know, free the council tax. Yeah. And the looter council, they, they, they decline every year. Why yeah. don't they take whatever you give into them and, uh, you know, the shortfall they can make uh, up yeah, the this is year. This is uh, the thing that Luton Borough Council have been offered £700,000 of govern government's money to cap the uh, 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 the, um, the council tax, yeah. but they Said no, we'll we'll just raise the council tax. Yeah, why 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 don't they why, why they want to raise the council? Tax? Why don't they take the money from the government? Why, how, how stupid can they be? Um, well, I, I don't understand why. And if Sean Timoney, who's listening and um, uh, is tweeting me, wants to come on and explain it, Ramesh, yeah, I'll happily put that question to her. Yes, hey, sir. ever been naked? 
No, no, never. What, mind. never? No. You've never been in the nuddy? In the bathroom. In, in the, the bedroom. In the, same, same as you, my friend. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't I don't like it at all. Same like you, bedroom and the bathroom. So not, not, the, not at the same time, I hope, Ramesh. No, 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 thank, different time. Thank you very much indeed. Quite right, too. He's a decent man. Very decent man. Oh, I've just tweeted Sean Timoney from Lutonborough Council. What's Shan't, going on? Sean, either come on the air or leave me out of this Twitter spat. I don't want to get involved. Well, I, I want to get involved here. I don't want to get involved in Twitter. I want to tweet about the monkeys um, and stupid stuff. Would you like some naked uh, texts? Yeah, I would love some naked texts, as long as they don't include photographs. Snuffers. At my stag do in Watford, why is it always stags? Stag do in Watford, we played football. During the game, every time someone scored against my team, I had to take off a piece of clothing. That'll learn Oh, you. I bet your team were letting them in. Uh, hey, Half an hour hold. later, I was completely naked, apart from a pink cowboy hat. Oh. At the end of the game, I went to find my clothes... Found them missing. Yeah, here we go. Walk back to the centre and smack bang into a children's birthday oh, party. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, get the balloons. Just the pink cowboy hat to cover my decency and shield their innocent eyes. Good news is that I still have a clean CRB. <laughs> I hate um, those kind of stag stunts. They get on my nerves. I think they're awful. Horrible, horrible things. I'm going on a hen weekend uh -oh. later on. Do they say, well, year. are you going to wear wings and halos no, and learner all, plates? She's a mature bride. Yep. Well, she's an older bride. Yep. We're going to go somewhere nice and um, just hang out in a nice big house and I'm not cooking. That so sounds, that sounds... I can do that. I just don't want to be going out with L plates no. or veils or garters or strippers. Or enforced good times. Sounds like a plan. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Between Mark Yates and Dunstable, the A5 is partially blocked in both directions near the Pack Horse Pub at Lynch Hill, and that's causing uh, that's between because of an accident between three cars and a lorry. It's causing queues westly southbound from the High Street North on the A1 Great North Road. There are queues from the Kimbolton Turnoff to the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks, and then Baldock on the A507 southbound. Looking at the speed sensors, it's very slow between the A1M Junction 10 for Stotfold and Whitehorse Streets. Looking at the motorways, the A1M southbound is very slow from Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage and it's very busy on the M1 southbound through Junction 12 for Flitwick to Junction 9 for Redbourne it's after an accident earlier the M1 northbound though has all reopened and it's easing off between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 11 for Dunstable Road Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio well, Thank you Samantha Sean Timothy's trying to pwn me on Twitter I've asked her to come on the air Why has this become your row? I've got nothing. Listen, sorry Ian, some of us have real jobs to do and then the next tweet is right, now I'm off to work so you could have come on the phone, Sean. The phone. Flipping it. I'm going to block you all, you plums. Blimey. 8.16. It's uh, BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines. Luton Borough Council says £60,000 spent in the last three years at the five-star Luton Who Hotel was privately funded as part of the Love Luton campaign. Thames Valley Police say hundreds of motorists were stopped during a week-long campaign targeting the use of mobile phones while driving. An Anglo-Saxon treasure discovered by a metal detector enthusiast in Buckinghamshire goes on display at the British Museum this morning. These Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Bernard-Smith. Yeah, right. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> that was lovely. Good, uh, good echo at the end there. The echo doesn't always work here. 
No. Uh, let me say that in posh. The echo doesn't always work here. Sometimes you get the echo. It's going to say, it works if you just open the fader a bit. If you whack it open, it doesn't work for some reason. Oh, it's whacked open now. Yeah, but if you just whack it open from nothing. OK, let's try and whack it open from now. Oh, I did that. Oh. Mm. I take it back. I've got a bit of a headache. Have you? Yeah, I've got a little bit of a headache. Feeling it today. Are you? Do you have you taken anything for it? Not yet, no. All right. I'm going to ride it out. You're, you're closing one of your eyes slightly. Yeah, I know, because I've got a massive headache. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> and that... I've, got, I've got the kids today as well, I'm thinking. Oh, oh no. Can't you farm them out somewhere? <laughs> Can't farm kids. What? <laughs> Some countries they probably do. What's on your show this morning? Tasers, hey. one of my favourite oh, subjects, yeah. you, you know. Are you tasering some dogs? Uh, or no, fat people? No, I, no, I'm not tasering dogs or fat people today, but I am asking from nine, do you think every police officer should be armed oh. with a taser? You've seen this in the papers. Yeah, today. yes. The, I saw police the Police Federation has voted to issue all operational police officers in England and Wales with tasers if they wish to have one. Gold. Currently, 14,000 police officers in England and Wales are authorised to use tasers. That's just over 10%. Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary estimates that 92% of the 127,000 police officers in the UK are considered frontline officers. So another 102,000 police officers could now be trained to use them. Well, tasers were first issued in 2003, and in the first five months of uh, last year, they were drawn over 5,000 times, but only fired 826 times. You look disappointed. Well, no, it's quite interesting because I had no idea that... And I've spoken to a number of, of taser-trained police officers. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, the red dot is all that's necessary. The little laser point that's on the... Yeah, so what they would do, if you were... Let's say you were some mad, axe-wielding maniac yep. running around the streets of Luton. Yep. Um, they would point the taser at you and the red dot would go kind of... They'd aim it in the middle I'm of your chest. wearing a red shirt. That would confuse things, wouldn't it? They'd, they'd point it in the middle of your chest. Yep. You'd still see it on your shirt. OK. And they would draw your attention to the facts that they had a taser drawn at you. Yeah. And, of course, most people, they th they see the red dot from films and things like that. Yeah. So the minute people see the red dot, they drop whatever and they hold their hands up and they surrender. So that's all that's necessary, the red dot. They get a very... <laughs> You had a very camp holding up of your hand. Oh, no, please. Oh, not me. <laughs> no, no but, I'm sorry. No, but honestly, that, yeah, that's bet, all I that's bet, necessary. Yeah. That's the effect. And then they'll, then they'll drop it, which is how powerful that weapon is. Well, considering the current state of alert we're told the UK is in, yep. in the wake of the terror attacks in Europe, I want to hear your thoughts this morning from Nine. Do you think every police officer should be armed with a taser? Is it sensible? 08459 455 555. Your call from Nine. Three Counties Sport. More live football tonight here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are at Brentford. Here comes to Vitra! It's four! Luton at home to York. And then into the net by Andy Drury. Stevenage take on Berry. He's gone in as well from Dean Wells. A late, late run from the Stevenage defender. And Wickham host Plymouth. It's Fred Onyedinma to put in the rebound. Completely unmarked. He couldn't miss from there. Live commentary on your local team. Tonight from seven here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Boom shakalaka. I listened to a bit of the game last night. They were playing on a terrible pitch, apparently. <gasps> Did you hear Scoins? <laughs> When? Did anyone hear Scoins on Sport? No. Yep. No, mate. Scoins on Sport. To two of the, my least favourite things. I know. Uh, Dan's and on the line. Morning, Dan. It was interviewing Morning. You. What you got for us, Dan? About 
Uh, not much, really. Um, oh. I got down to my pants once in the car. That's about as good as it gets. Why, well, why did you get down to your pants in the car? I just had to change clothes. Nothing exciting, I'm afraid. Oh, I've just, done uh, that. I've, yeah. I've, um, yeah, I've done that. I've stripped down to my pants in the car and uh, put a suit on. Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad, is it? It's no, acceptable. I, hate, I did know. it in a in a horrible NCP car park in um what what's that place? Um, London? No, Paris? No, New York? <laughs> no, Peckham? No, Paris? Worthing? Ah, Worthing? Ah, oh, lovely Worthing. It was yeah. horrible. It was the most dirtiest yeah. car park in the world. But all these dirty. I'd had a wee in there as well. Stripped, a wee? Uh, stripped down to my pants. Yeah. And uh, put a suit on in a car. Good yeah, times. Well, great yeah, great times, Dan. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I feel a bit exposed. You know, it's a multi-story area, so... Yeah, multi-story Anyone can come by, but... Anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, I was, I was all right with it. I was, and I've never fallen down a gap either, by the way, so... OK, ever, ever promised there. anything on your deathbed? Any, any what, sorry? Uh, ever promised anything on your deathbed? Uh, no, I haven't been close to death yet, okay. thankfully. Um, but I, I, I promise everything to the right person, I guess. I've got some comics and a nice mug. And yeah, what what comics it, really. you got, Dan? Oh, 2008 from as well. <laughs> I never, I really tried with, um, uh, I really tried with 2000 AD and I just couldn't yeah, get my thing. head around it. <laughs> what, did, what, did you, what did you read? You? I, I read, I, I was the classics, Wizard and Chips, isn't it? I never really got. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I never got I into did that the bean, stuff. when I was when I was a wee nipper and all that. But yeah, um, yeah. then I graduated onto the harder stuff, and yeah. you know, I never I, looked back. Really. I never graduated onto the harder stuff, and I only recently read uh, Watchmen. Really? Yeah. Ooh, and that, oh, no, like, no, Watchmen yeah. is good. Yeah, I wouldn't watch on. the film, but the, the the book's good. Yeah. Ah, I'm reading The Walking Dead at the moment as well. This is getting a bit geeky, so I have to be careful. But, Dan, um, let, let's abort the geek. But uh, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I, I never. I, I kind of feel once you start getting into the world of adult comics, mm. you, you've kind of um, you get sucked in. Really, I went Twinkle, Beano, Jackie, just seventeen. Then Dad saw a copy of my More magazine and I got banned. Can you hear me? Twinkle. Twinkle. Is that a comic? <laughs> Twinkle is a comic for little girls. Oh, they didn't call it Twinkle, did It was did called they? Twinkle. But it's like having a comic for boys called Winkle. It was good, innocent fun, and it didn't come with loads... Of, I mean, at the moment, if I want to buy my kids a comic, my, my daughter reads a Beano, mostly because there's something to read in it, yeah. and it doesn't come with a million bits of plastic posing as a free gift. Well, you get it's a free... free gift every week at the moment. You get a free finger. Yeah, that was the Halloween special. We like that. We like that. Thank you for that. Excellent stuff. Now, Thames Valley Police say they're disappointed at the number of people they've caught using a mobile phone while driving. They've stopped 700 chances in a week-long operation. Well, separately, new drug drive legislation comes into force in three weeks' time, which means it will be uh, illegal to drive under the influence of certain medicines which are available over the counter. We're joined now by Robert Goodwill, who is Road Safety Minister. Morning, Robert. Uh, Morning. Let's talk about the mobile phones first of all. Is it still a problem? that people are using their phones while while driving. It seems to happen all the time, doesn't it? It is a problem, and you don't need to go very far, particularly in town centres, to see somebody, often people driving vans, I, I, I notice, uh, using phones, and it's completely unacceptable, it's dangerous, it's against the law. And I think we need to change attitudes. You know, for example, you know, 
many people would not dream of getting in a car with somebody who's drunk, but they, they seem perfectly happy to be passengers with people driving and using their mobile phones. So I think the clear message is that this is dangerous, it's unacceptable, and, you know, maybe a little bit of peer pressure, so if kids are in the car and the parents are using their phone, make it very clear to them that they shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, do you know what, that's kind of, I, I remember um, before it became law to wear seatbelts, me and my sister were always telling my mum and dad to put their seatbelt on, and to the point where they did it just to, sh- to shut us up. That one of the complaints that we get on this show, Robert, is that everyone sees people using their mobile phones, but um, they don't seem to see that much being done about it. Well, we have increased the penalty from £60 to £100, and we're looking at the effective of effectiveness of this penalty and whether we need to do more. Uh, we've also commissioned research to investigate the prevalence of drivers using mobile phones across the UK and we'll be publishing that soon as well. So okay. we really need to sort of uh, think, do we need to do more? Uh, we also need to change attitudes. You know, if people are um, listening to this, you know, in their cars, you know, get a hands-free kit for goodness sake. They're not very expensive. Uh, and of course, as more and more new cars are fitted with uh, uh, Bluetooth or, or other devices, phones fitted in the cars, that will actually be less a problem, but uh, you know these kits aren't expensive. You know, so get a kit and, and be legal. Uh, now, driving when taking uh, medicine probably something that most people don't consider. Yet it, it, it can be very dangerous, can it? Well, it, it's always been an offence to drive whilst impaired by drugs, whether they're legal or illegal. And indeed, many medicines actually have you know do not drive or operate machinery may cause drowsiness. So that that hasn't changed. What we've done is that we've uh, now introduced legislation that the, the offence will be having drugs in your system as opposed to being impaired, because impairment is quite difficult to prove in court, particularly with some of these loophole lawyers about. So we've set a, a sort of zero tolerance on eight illegal drugs, the, the common you know, cannabis, cocaine, uh, ecstasy, those drugs. But we've also uh, set levels above those which would normally be used therapeutically for eight legally used drugs. And uh, the message today is to reassure people that if you're using these drugs as prescribed and you're not impaired, then please keep using these medicines. And if you have any doubts at all, have a word with your doctor or pharmacist. Uh, without getting too technical, what, what kind of uh, legal uh, prescription medicines are you talking about? Well, we're talking about morphine used to treat pain. We're talking about opiates. Uh, which can metabolise into morphine and would show in a blood result. We're talking about all those drugs ending in PAM, diazepam, clonazepam, uh, temazepam, and the, the drugs that people use to treat anxiety and inability to sleep. And we're talking about methadone used to treat drug addiction. And we're shortly going to add amphetamines to that list, which can be used to treat ADHD or Parkinson's. So, but what we've done, we've set those levels comfortably above the sort of levels that people would normally use as prescribed. So is these targets so if these are not impaired. They should be absolutely fine. So these are legal legal drugs, and if you're taking them as prescribed, then that's fine. So, but so this is aimed at, at, at recreational drug users, is it? People who this use is these prescription medicines use these drugs recreationally and who okay. are uh, a danger to other people on the road. Uh, and of course, if you have taken these. Uh, on prescription, you can show that you've taken them as recommended and you're not impaired, uh, then you do have a medical defence against the level. But we have set those levels and we've spent a lot of time consulting on this. In, indeed, it's been quite frustrating how long it's taken to get agreement across the medical profession. But we now feel that we've got levels set at the right level to ensure that people who are taking these drugs as prescribed by their doctor or pharmacist, uh, they'll be OK. But people who use these drugs at high levels recreationally will be breaking the law. Robert, good to talk to you. Thank you for your time. That's Road Safety Minister Robert Goodwill, 08459 455 555. A long, a long time ago, 
gosh, maybe 15 years ago, I was having trouble sleeping, uh, and I was prescribed to Mazepam. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. That stuff is nuts. It's nuts. I but used you to... wouldn't for a moment think you were okay to drive it, would you? <laughs> well, you could I used to play Beat the Tamazepam, where I would I would take it properly. I was going to bed and see if I could see how long I could stay awake. The longest I could stay awake was 12 minutes. Really? It just knocks you. You're not sleeping. It just kind of switches your head off. Uh, and, and then I found, you start off taking half a tablet, and then I found that wasn't working, so I was taking one tablet. And then when I started taking two tablets, I thought, you know what, I'm probably going to stop taking these tablets now. Oh, eight four. 459-455-555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Between Mark Yates and Dunstable, the A5 is partially blocked in both directions at Lynch Hill because of an accident involving three cars and a lorry. It's causing delays southbound that's worst affected from Church Street. In Bedmond on the High Street, it's very slow southbound near the Bell, near Bell Lane through the roadworks. And the A1 Great North Road has queues between the Black Cat Roundabout and the Kim Bolton turn-off through the roadworks. Looking at the motorways on the A1M southbound, it's very slow from Junction 9 for Letchworth to 7 for Stevenage. The M1 southbound still very busy from Junction 12 to Flitwick to Junction 9 for Redbourne. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Conservatives are criticising Labour-run Luton Borough Council for spending £60,000 in the last three years at the five-star Luton Who Hotel. The council says the money was spent by the Love Luton campaign, which is funded entirely by local private sector partners. Thames Valley Police say they're disappointed after hundreds of drivers were stopped for using a mobile phone during a week-long campaign. Over 700 motorists were stopped, including 136 in Buckinghamshire. And Treasure discovered by a metal detector enthusiast in Buckinghamshire goes on display at the British Museum this morning. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes-Dons lost 2-1 at Bradford last night and missed the chance to go back to the top of League One. Carl Robinson's side had taken the lead early in the second half through Delhi Alley, but the manager felt Bradford's second goal should have been disallowed for handball. The referee has to be better. It has to be. I've just been to see him then. He said he didn't feel like it was deliberate. Well, I think when, you, when, you, when it was on TV today, it just highlights how bad the decision was. Tonight, Watford make the short trip to fellow Championship promotion contenders Brentford. Here's their manager, Slavisa Jokanovic. I expect it's not going to happen something similar to the last game where we play away game. It's important for, for us. It's all the game is important and uh, Bradford now is first what is front, uh, front of us. Uh, Bradford played a good game. In League Two, Wickham host Plymouth, Stevenage are at home to Bury, Luton host York. The Hatters' new signings, Ryan Hall and Nathan Adua, could make their first home appearances. Striker Jaden Stockley is impressed by Spurs youngster Adua. I know he's very direct. He's one of them players that you just want to give the ball to, uh, especially me, me just being a, a lump in the box. So I'll stay in the box and just give it to the players that are better on the ball. So uh, I give it to him and uh, let him do his magic and hopefully uh, I can capitalise on that. 
And there's full commentary on the matches involving Watford, Wickham, Stevenage and Luton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from 7 o'clock. There are four Premier League matches tonight, including Arsenal versus Leicester and Liverpool at home to Tottenham. Boreham Wood are back on top of Conference South after a 3-0 win at Farnborough last night. Tonight, St Albans travel to Haven't and Waterlooville. And Ryehouse Speedway in Hertfordshire has been sold to local businessman and touring car driver Warren Scott. He's taken over the stadium and ownership of the club, although long-serving owner Len Silver will still run the Speedway team. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Find Carl Malcolm, singer of Hey Fatty Boom Boom. Calm down. Uh, Justin uh, took it to the beaches last week. Wrong we, beaches. We went to the wrong beaches. And you paid for that, dear listener. Your licence fee paid for him to go on what it turned out was a jolly. Indirectly. Directly. Well, directly. We get the money gets sent here for if you if you live in the area and you buy your license fee, the money comes directly here. We look at it, we divvy it up on clothes and sandwiches and CDs. And Justin took a big wadge of that cash and went to the beaches. The wrong beaches. Justin Dealey. So we're still hunting him down. What's the latest, Catherine? Well, Katya may be able to help us with oh, that. Katya, Katya is our she's informal unpaid correspondent. Pain intern. in the backside. She's our intern. Yeah, she's a pain in the backside. You know, we said to people. And we're saying this to you now. If you yeah. want to send us stuff, send us stuff. Yeah. Katia did. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be the Katia show. Oh, she really gets on my nerves. We should stop. She's on the phone. What? She's on the phone. Oh. Uh, hello there. Hello, hello. Uh, top of the morning to you. Good morning, Katia. What a delight it is to hear your dulcet Belgian tones. Yes. Um, I did some investigative journalism. Hey, that's that's unusual for BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. Guys? Um, multitasking. Yes. Because uh, I thought it was a little bit fishy that uh, the J-Dog couldn't find uh, Carl Malcolm because it turns out he's all over the place, you know. Oh. You just Google him. Yeah. And uh, you can find his website. Yeah. Contact really big on the website. Oh. Call him, yeah. talk to him, well. and here he is. And that's what I did. You know, so I found out that I think Justin is fiddling stuff. Well, you we know Justin is fiddling stuff. Shall we have a listen to what you did, Katya? <laughs> okay, let's do that. Hello there, it's Katya, and unlike the J Dog, I am a very big fan of the truth. And the truth is that Mr. Carl Malcolm, the genius behind the fatty, fatty bum bum, is really easy to find. Here he is, talking to me a few minutes ago about his close encounter with Mr. Dealey. This guy, Dealey, he met me a few weeks ago. He said he was really excited to interview me in Jamaica. So when I told him I moved to London, I don't hear from him anymore. What do you want me to do now? You tell me. I don't know. Just shame on Mr. Dealey for trying to go to Jamaica for free. But uh, maybe maybe you can sing us a song about Mr. Dealey. Okay. Hey, Justin Dealey, let me tell you something. 
Hey, your career is ending. Let me try it again. Yeah. Hey, Justin Dealey, you don't deserve to have stuff for free. Okay, you're the okay, best. Okay, then. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's really easy. Justin? <laughs> wow. Wow, I'm amazed. You've got somebody who sounds just like Carl Malcolm. No, no I can assure you, it is him, really. How, how, now, Katia. Yeah. Now, listen, we're the BBC. We're not allowed to lie anymore. Mm. So, who was that? Someone called Carl and Malcolm as well. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, listen, she, fair play, mate. She got a lot further than you did, and uh, you were on the beaches. Excuse me. Excuse okay. me. I, I went looking for a one-hit wonder from, what, 1978, <laughs> and as soon as I got out there, I found bigger and better. I found Sir Cliff Richard. What more do you want from right, me? We share liked, a lobster. Oh. I would have liked some audio of you with Cliff Richard. That shall remain private. <laughs> Yeah, right. I've got to be honest, Katia. Yeah. Um, I am getting. Um, what? There's a real sexual tension. What? Between. Where? where? Down what? there. No. <laughs> there on the stair, a little mouse with clogs on. Well, I declare, oh. going clip clippity clop on the stair. What? Right there. What? Don't hear that song anymore, do you? Huh? Well, like, like the K Dog and the J Dog. Yeah. yeah. Doing it. Do, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> So, because you, you keep you keep doing these little... It's that thing in the playground, isn't it? If you can't kiss someone, you hit them. She's pulling his pigtail. She's pulling his uh, rat's tail. Yeah, OK. I might have a few pictures of Justin in my bedroom, pinned to the wall. Maybe just, just one or two. With a target on the forehead, or...? Yeah, I can't say. All right, listen, when are you going to come here, Katia, and go out on uh, a road trip with Justin? Yeah, don't okay. poke the bear. Come on, come down. Well, don't call her a bear. <laughs> Before summertime, I'll do that, and okay. uh, yeah, before spring. No, in in the spring. Which which season are we going for? <laughs> Can you make it summer because you'll be wearing less then? When that yes. be okay? Oh, oh, Justin! <laughs> for goodness sakes, you want to be on the list twenty years from now? I know what you're doing. <laughs> Katia, Katia, <laughs> excellent stuff as always. You okay. keep sending those things in. We love them. No problems. Bye. Ta-ta. She's good, Justin. Very very good. You're a lot of potential there. If I had the power. Hmm. Uh, next time you go on holiday, we'd forget Lockwood and we get Katia in. Well, you have the power. You go around calling yourself the boss. We have yep. to call you the boss. So, yep. Yep. come on, use the power. All right, next time you're off, Dealey. Lockwood is not coming in, yeah. and Katia is doing it. Well, I don't know what he's done to the streets, but oh. um, you know me when I go out and I report for you. It's, I do, mate. it's all about honesty. Mm, mm, and mm. since I've come back off my holiday, yeah. people are kind of refusing to be honest out there. It's, yeah, um, it's I, rather strange. I think he soiled the streets a little bit. <laughs> He saw the street. What have you? Um, what have you been out to do this morning? Well, you asked me at ten to seven to go out on the uh, the big topic of the day: uh, things that you've fallen down. Oh right, yeah. yeah, yeah have you got yeah. the audio ready for this one? It's ready to go, okay. boss. So uh, yeah, I went out this morning, and uh, again, some people not being honest here. Oh. Um, I spoke to a window cleaner who had fallen down a ladder. <laughs> as soon as we, we started talking, he actually picked up his bucket and then ran off. I've never seen anything oh. like it. And this guy at the end coming up here as well, listen to him. He doesn't want to be honest. Here's what happened when I went onto those dark streets. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Nicholas, tell us what you've fallen down. A manhole. A manhole? Yeah, a manhole. Where was this manhole? Hemel, I think. How big was it? Not big. It wasn't deep, but it was enough to sort of... 
lose your footing yeah. and then scrape your knee and shin. <laughs> so all you got was a scrape? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I was lucky. It was fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you moaning about then? What am I moaning about? I'm not moaning about anything you've asked me. Ian, how are you today? Not too bad. Lovely. Ian, what have you fallen down? Stairs. Tell us what happened. Come on, be honest. Open up. Well, I was in a pub, had a few drinks with the mates, came home, walked up the stairs, realised that I forgot something at the shop, went to go back down and just tumbled down the stairs. Okay. So self-inflicted? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. What were the injuries like? Uh, twisted, twisted ankle, a bruised back, um, just a bruised ego, really. Yeah. Yeah. And have you done it again since? Oh, no, never. Uh, I fell down the stairs in a department store once, and when I got to the bottom, I think it was my pride that was hurt more than me physically. Michelle, what's the worst thing that you've fallen down? A hole. Where was the hole? On the pavement. How angry did it make you feel? Terribly angry. Sir, um, what's the worst thing that you've, uh, you've fallen down? Escalator. What happened, boss? Oh, just didn't see the edge coming. Tripped. Sounds terrifying. That's why they're supposed to be marked with yellow lines now. What have you fallen down, mate? Stairs, escalators, manholes, uh, ladders? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm always careful. Uh, it's getting a bit awkward there. So you, you've never fallen down a hole? Come on, man to man. Come on, be honest. Get it off your chest. Well, maybe when I was, was a child, but... <clears throat> have a, uh, Come on, release the tension. Oh, I've got a basket. OK, thanks. Blimey. It's getting tense out there, and again, my message is I'm back off my holiday. I am uh, refreshed. If you see me on the streets uh, in your town, in your location, be proud and uh, just be honest. Here's the worst thing that you can do as a human being. Go on. Going up or down the stairs, you think there's an extra step. Oh, yes. Isn't that awful? We've all been there. We have all been there. Mm. I would say it's worse... Going down the stairs thinking there's an extra step than going up the stairs and thinking yeah. there's an extra step. Yeah, because step. you don't decrease your speed. Yeah, mm. that really is. I mean, of all the... And another thing that um, you know, I hate about human beings... <laughs> you know the travelators at airports? Yes. You know them just? The, the what, sorry? The travelators at airports. A travelator? Uh, yeah. Am I being thick here? Well, what's a yeah. travelator? Not a Gladiators fan. You know the travelators? Do you ever watch Gladiators? Well, uh, well, years ago. Yeah, so you know the travelator? No. I don't. The really hard bit at the end that's like being on the checkout at Tesco's. No, the travelator. No, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about here. Have you ever been right? Okay, let's go. Let's go. Have you ever been abroad? Yes. Okay. How did you get there? Uh, by a plane. Okay. So you went to an airport, yeah? Yes. Okay. So you know the travelators at the airports. What's the travelator? So the travelator. Let me try. Go on. Let you me have try. a go. You have a go. You know when you've got your luggage. Yeah. And you're walking through the airport. Yeah. And you use the travelator. What? Right, you know the you know the airport. Uh, yes, I've been to an airport. You know, last you, week, know yeah. the, you know the stairs. Yeah. You know the escalators. An escalator, yes. Then you know the travelator. So, are you telling me a travelator is an escalator? No. Well. No. Guys, well, what are you talking about here? Do you know, Kelly? You have a go. Tell him. It's the bit of the floor that's moving. So an escalator? No! Yeah, well, kind of like an escalator, but flat. flat it one. doesn't go up, it just oh, goes straight along. Oh, all those things. Yes, yes, I do know what you mean now. Speaking yeah. the language yeah. of the dog. What's it yeah. called, Justin? Uh, it's called a travelator. What annoys me... <laughs> ...more than anything... Yeah? ...is people that stand on the travelator. Oh, Lazy! Get off. Walk! Walk on the travelator! Yeah. Because they're, it's there, not, it's not there just to, to move you there so you can rest. It's, it's not called a standalator. It's, it's called a travelator. Travel it's to on. speed things 
up. I've got an idea for you. Yes, boss. Let's not take it to the beach. Let's not take it to the streets. Let's take it to the travelator. Can you do and, that for us? And let's tell people to speed up and stop being arrogant. I've got one more message for you. Go on. Oh, hang on a second. Let me do it again. Hang on a minute. I'll do it again. Hang on. Who's that shouting in the background? I don't know. Ma Madam, the dog's back on the streets. Can you keep the... There you go. Play this Thank to you. her. Hey, Justin Dealey, let me tell you something. Hey, Dealey, Dealey, your career is ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really should actually put some real effort into um, uh, getting Carl Malcolm on the show. I've sent him a message on Facebook about three weeks ago. That's that sorted then. Well, he's, he's not responded... Turns out celebrities don't respond on Facebook, except for me. Dean Torrance from Jan and Dean not replied. Did you phone? What about Jan? Mate, it's going to be a little bit tricky as I haven't got a hotline to heaven. Oh, really? Yes, mate. <laughs> I've got a hotline to... I've not got to God's dialing code. <sighs> Sorry. Well, do you know what I mean? Don't apologise to me. Apologise to Jan's family. Sorry, Jan's family. Flipper. I didn't know. Why yeah. did no one tell me? No one, no one called me. It was quite a while ago. When? So I don't want to talk about it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's been an accident between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable involving four cars. That means the lane's closed and it's causing some queues on the M1 southbound. But it's also causing delays on the M1 northbound with people slowing down on the opposite carriageway to look over. On the A5 in both directions between Markgate and Dunstable, there are delays because it's partially blocked because of an accident at Lynch Hill. Those delays are west southbound with queues from West Street. In Bevend on the high street, it's looking very slow through the temporary traffic lights near Bell Lane. And in Chesant on the A10 southbound, there are queues from the New River Trading Estate to the M25. Looking at the A40 Abbeyway flyover on the speed sensors, that's looking very slow past the University College and to the bottom of Marlow Hill. And on the trains, Thameslink services are reporting possible 20-minute delays because of a faulty train. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Forty-six. It's February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council says £60,000 spent in the last three years at the five-star Luton Who Hotel was privately funded as part of the Love Luton campaign. A government minister has told this programme that fines for drivers using a mobile phone could be increased again after hundreds of motorists were stopped during a week-long campaign by Thames Valley Police. And Anglo-Saxon treasure discovered by a metal detector enthusiast in Buckinghamshire goes on display at the British Museum this morning. Your call's coming up in a bit. Before that, let's get the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather misty and murky start to the day. There's some fog patches out there. Most places now above zero, though, in the temperature stakes, except for perhaps parts of Bedfordshire and parts of East Hertfordshire, where we're still at zero. So any fog there could actually freeze, causing all sorts of driving problems. But most other places have risen above now. The fog eventually will clear probably from mid-morning onwards. And the Met Office, until that point, have a yellow weather warning in place for the said fog. Now, under the cloud today, it's going to be predominantly cloudy less sun than yesterday still one or two bursts later but the temperature unlikely to reach much more than seven celsius as we head through the afternoon overnight tonight 
It's a repeat performance. More cloud, perhaps a bit thicker actually, so we could get a spot or two of light rain over higher ground. But most places staying dry. One or two cloud breaks could lead to mist and fog forming again. And in the countryside, if we get the cloud breaks, the temperature could drop down to zero. So a repeat performance for tomorrow morning. In fact, all day it's fairly similar. Rather cloudy, some bright smells tomorrow afternoon and the maximum temperature of 7 Celsius. And that's your forecast. FA Cup on the BBC. Oh, my goodness! No. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Well, that um, uh, Mother's Pride uh, feature really took off this morning, didn't it? Yeah, they couldn't stop boasting. We had to say, shh. We had to just... We, we had so many people phoning up wanting to boast that we actually we decided it was a little bit arrogant and we've chosen just one mother to come on and boast. And that mother is... Andy in Hampstead. Uh, no, no, Lisa in Bedford. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Ian. What would you like to boast about? Why I, are you such a proud mum? I'm a very proud mum. I'm the mum of Tom Corney, the one-boy band. He came on your show when he oh, was Oh, yes, yes, we like Tom. Yeah, he's good. Yes, yeah, he's... Um, well, he's come a long way since he was on your show. He's oh. won uh, Cambridge Has Talent. Oh, yeah. And the Cambridge Busking and Street Performers Adult section which oh. gives him a slot at Bestival in the Isle of Wight yeah. this year. Oh, he's going to play Bestival? He is, yeah. How old is he? He's uh, Now he's 16. Flipping heck. Well, yeah. you know, oh, blimey. Are you going with him? Uh, we will be going oh, with good. him, Oh, good. Excellent, yes. excellent. Yeah, can't allow him to go on his own at that age. No, good work, Mum. Well done. <laughs> hey, that's brilliant. Yeah, he's also got um, his own gig at the stables on the 4th of April, which is Easter Saturday this year. Blimey. The stables is, is, is... I'm more impressed by the stables than best of all. <laughs> I was looking at the stables catalogue yesterday. They're, yes, they're... he's in there. Hey, that's brilliant. Yes, he's in there. So we're, we're very proud of him. He, he played at Silverstone last year as well for the uh, F1. Yeah. And he played at the Troxy in London as well. Is it? Has he got a website, Lisa, in case he people has. want to go have a little look? He has. He's, it's tomcorny.com. Uh, how are you spelling corny? It's K-O-R-N-I. OK, excellent. Oh, well, you must be over the moon. I am, and all this, and he's also taking his A-levels as well. Ah, uh, forget the A-levels. <laughs> forget <laughs> those. Hey, listen, he could be um, the next Ed Sheeran. That's right. Well, he keeps saying, can't I forget the A-levels? Yeah. But, uh, at the moment, no. He no. Has, has to keep going. Oh, well, OK, you keep... Put... Forget the A-levels, son, <laughs> honestly. Go, go and write some songs. Have a number one hit in America, you're sorted for life. He's put his, some of his own songs on his website because Brilliant. he's entered the competition for Glastonbury as well. Oh, so. Well. One of his is on there. Well, I wish him the very best of luck. Thank and uh, you. enjoy watching your son uh, grow and become, you know, potentially a bit of a star. Yeah, we hope so. Thank you, Lisa. Well, let, keep in touch and let us know how he goes. That's good, isn't it? What if... Now, listen, the, 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 her son's actually very talented. He came in. But what if your son or your daughter is rubbish? I mean, like, really, really rubbish? Yeah. At what point do you... Do, I mean, do you continue... Do you, do you see that they're rubbish as a parent... Or do you just blindly go along and, and, you know... Or do you just say, look, I'll be honest, son, this is awful. I mean, this is absolutely awful. I bet Bob Dylan's mum still sits him down and goes, Bob, this is this new Sinatra album. What are you thinking, you idiot? Mm. What a load of rubbish. Mm. What would you do? Sorry? What would you do? When? If your uh, sons were rubbish at something. I'd tell them. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to tell them. So don't waste your time on this. You're no good at this. Go and do something else. Go, go, and, be, go and do something else. Andy's in Hampstead. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. You want to stick your child on X Factor, perhaps, and be sort of like the, uh, the, the, the joke 
sort of person who they... Oh, uh, yeah. That could, no, because those parents are always convinced that their child is the next big thing. And the child, as a result, can't no. understand why no one's taken and it seriously. And he's on something. Uh, he's on to something, though. It could be the long, the long con gag. You've got a son that is rubbish, but you encourage them for years, telling them how good they are, just knowing that you're going to get them laughed at on X Factor. Chico. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea, Andy. Mm. What have you got for us? You're a fan of the Travelator, are you? Well, not exactly. I mean, it's, it's an escalator goes up and down. It's, 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 it's the one that goes flat. It's called a flatulator. Oh, Andy! Andy. You're I'm actually sorry. in Hampstead in London. Yeah, is there something wrong with what I've just said? It's dead, it's dead posh in Hampstead. You can't live in Hampstead. I do. I live near Jack Straws. Do you? Well, I'm trying to, where's, hang on, where's Jack Straws? Oh, do you live near there? Yep. I used to. Uh, what? What? what in, that, in that? In that block of uh, apartments? Um, no, not apartments. I mean, part of it is an old folks home. I live. I, I live in one of the uh, what was it, the original houses at the, at the beginning. So you well, you well, you you know what goes on in those woods, don't you? Um, I, I dread to think. Yeah, I dread to think. Uh, well, uh, Andy, why can I ask? Because I, I know that stre- stretch of road very, very well. I had a very nasty crash, crash on uh, Spaniards uh, Row once. Uh, why are you listening to this when you've got the excellent Paul Ross and um, that woman on BBC London 94.9? I've been loyal to you for a very long time. Andy, thank you very much indeed. That's what we like. You, uh, you show them a bit of flesh and they keep following, hoping they're going gl- to get a glimpse of something a little bit naughtier. So when are you going to... Um, that, my friends, is never going to happen. There once was a wealthy man who had a wonderful idea To bring children from all places with all kinds of faces Together into a sailing ship There were 40 boys and girls They would sail their ship around the globe So they called Just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore down. The waves were big as mountains. They felt they would surely drown. They jumped into the lifeboats, rolled away from the wreck. They didn't count them, they hadn't time. Five children were left behind. The children fought the storm all night and finally fell asleep. was a watchful pair of eyes and living in the valley were people lost in time ruled over by a tyrant whose face was in a mask the children must defeat him so they can escape at last from the lost islands the lost islands well we forgot to do this uh, today and we forgot to do this yesterday and now I can't find the page that it's on. Oh yeah, here it is. Stephen Fry doing an, has been blasted for doing an impression of uh, Stephen Hawking. Now, did he... I heard it was under his breath, but I didn't hear it. Have you heard it? Fry was accused of performing a tasteless vocal impression of Professor Stephen Hawking who was in the audience at the BAFTAs and is played by B- B- BAFTA Best Actor winner Eddie Redmayne. Stephen, for comments on Twitter included, why do we get... Why do newspapers mm. print comments from Twitter? Why not interview people? Why not, um, you know, be a reporter and report? Who, care, who cares what anyone says on Twitter? It's easier to find outrage on Twitter, that's why. 
Stephen Fry doing an impression of Stephen Hawking was the most horrifically awkward thing I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know Stephen Hawking, but what I know of him, I think he probably think it was funny. We've all done it, haven't we? We've all done it. And it's not his voice. We've all done. We've all done it. Look, look at Jonathan wanting, waiting to see if I'm going to do it now. We've all done. You've done it, haven't you, Jonathan? You've done a Stephen Hawking. You've done a Stephen Hawking, haven't you, Kelly? No. What do you mean no? I can't get my voice that low. What the keep talking adverts? <laughs> Don't look at me, JVS. Oh come on! Everyone's done it, and it's not taking the Mickey out of him. No, because it's also the same voice that the robot from Buck Rogers uses. Bitty bitty bitty. So it's the same. It's the same thing. I'm sure it wasn't done with malice. Matty! Good morning. You've done a, a Stephen Hawking impression, haven't you? No, I miss, uh, I've done a Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yes. Ah, well, that's, that's equally as offensive. Yes. No, it's not. Can you do a Stephen Hawking? No, I can't. OK. Are you going to talk like that for the rest of the phone call? No, I'm not. I'm oh. going to give you a right rollicking. Oh, I bet you'd go. love to. Here we go. Here we go. Why do you keep playing that stupid song? Which one, mate? The one you just played just now. Which one? And I know who the singer was, Ken Dodd is. What? what Absolute you... crap. Why don't you what put a bit of Kenny Rogers on her? Oh, for Johnny you know, Cash. Matt, or... Calm what, down. What are you talking about? Well, on Jennings or something All right, like I'll tell you what. You, all right, listen. Because I've been, I've been having a bit of a... crap, don't you? All right, fella, what's your language? Now, listen, I've been listening to quite a lot of country recently, so I'm in a country vibe. What do you want? Well, we need a bit of Johnny Cash. Really. All right, what Johnny Cash do you want? Hang on. Um, thing called love. Oh, classic. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, we've got that one. Shall we take it? I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Right, Matty, would you like to introduce it? Uh, yeah, but it won't be Johnny Cash. It won't be, Matt. I'm not going to do that. What? I'm sorry because you do that all the time. Mate, so childish. I am not. I will put. Listen, you're a regular caller. You're an old man. You've had a tough time. You've probably not got much longer left. So, what? You introduce Johnny Cash. Thing called love. Live you, you bum. Oh, oh you calm down. Matty, uh, introduce the song, please. No, I'm not. You introduce it. You introduce it, otherwise I won't play it. All right, Johnny Cash, think called love. Zilch, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. China Clipper calling Alameda. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. Never mind the furthermore, self defense. Never mind the furthermore, the plea self defense. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are. It is of my opinion that it is of my people that the timid And sing along with the chorus, Matt! It is my opinion that the people are intending. It is my opinion that the people are intending. Matt, sing along! Sing along, Matt! I'm doing it with... Sing along, Matt! I'm coming in to see you on Friday! On the M1 southbound, there's been an accident between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, so that's involving four cars, and that's causing some queues on in both directions. On the A5, that's partially blocked in both directions because of an accident at Lynch Hill, and the High Street in Bedmond is very slow near Bell Lane because of the roadworks. On the A1 Great North Road, there are queues between the Kimbolton turnoff and the Black Hat roundabouts, and looking at the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very busy from Junction 17.
13th Maple Cross to 16th for the M40. On the trains, Thameslink services are reporting 20-minute delays between Brighton and Bedford because of a faulty train. And looking at the departure boards, the 1024 service from Bedford to London is and Brighton is cancelled. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you, Matty Bonbon. Calm down. Kelly, Justin, Catherine, excellent stuff. Back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in... Do you think every police officer should be armed with a taser? The Police Federation has voted to 